I knew that that was something I needed to have. All right, like in the bar, which is my are clearing the house of information. None other than one of those very heroes. So, Mr. for those who don't know, I'd like you to take a couple minutes. Are you, are you originally from the Charleston area? And a youth in South Carolina. Yeah, I'm raised here. Right, well, my name's Alex. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the team is when the Emmanuel seeks to spread uh, love and... Hello world and welcome back to Real Talk with Rajan when nothing's off limits. You could have been anywhere in the world, but you are here with me and I appreciate that. I am your host, Rajan Lewis. Now, here on Real Talk with Rajan, everything's debatable, so on any given week, we can be discussing anything from sports to music to politics. I am your host. We bike. Toxic or nah, listen, y'all. I always have to explain this to people that Toxic or Nah came from the idea that there are so many topics and so many things that are being talked about pertaining black men but do not involve black men in the discussion so i wanted to create a platform where black men and women can feel welcome to come on here and talk about these topics without being judged without being ridiculed without being told no you don't feel the way you feel no you don't think the way you think because we are who we are we are not a monolith we don't think one way so i brought in people from all walks of life people from different backgrounds people from different mindsets to be a part of tonight's show and tonight it's going down let me go ahead and bring in my panelists for the evening first of all we got miss erica coakley thank you so much for joining me ma'am can we hear you can you hear me? Hi. Can you hear me? All right. Yes, I hear you. Yes, ma'am. All right. We got my brother. Yes, we can hear you. We got my brother Lamar Moorhead. What's going on, brother? What's going on? What's going on, Chuck Town? What's going on? All right. All right. All right. My brother Charvis Wood is in the building. What up, Charvis? You on mute? What's going on, Riz? What's up? What's up? What's up, bro? And Michael Better. Better said than sorry yeah. is in the building. What's up with the Brandon hat? I see you. Hey, hey, what's up, brother, man? Glad to be back on the show. I'm loving what we're doing. Already, man, already. Listen, man, tonight we're going to get right into it, man. I want to thank y'all so much for joining me. Um, everybody, if you are watching tonight's show, please go ahead and share it out and let the people know Toxic or Nah is bike. Uh, let me go ahead and share my, put my, 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 all right, we got a banner going. All right, cool, we got the banner going. Uh, so we're going to do is take some time. Everybody, please share this video out. Share, share, share. Cause we're going to get into it tonight. We're talking about interracial dating. We're talking about domestic violence. We're talking about cheating in relationships. We're talking about, uh, the election and we're talking about the WAP video. Yep. We're going to talk about that too. We gonna get into a whole lot of stuff tonight. It's going down. Um, but let's start with the introductions. Of course, Erica goes away as soon as I want her to talk. Of course, let's go to Lamar. Introduce yourself to the audience, brother. Hello, everybody. What's going on? What's going on? First of all, thanks, Rajon, for having me on board. Man, love what you're doing, brother. Represent that Chucktown. You I'm no here. longer in the Chucktown. I'm now in South Florida, so I'm down here where the COVID is hot at, brother. <laughs> but um, I'm, I lived in Charleston, grew up in Charleston, graduated from Garrett Academy of Technology High School. What's up, Falcons? All my CSU Buccaneers, Charleston Southern University, what's going on? Graduate from there. And all my brothers are the Phi Beta Sigma Fraternity Incorporated. What's going okay. on, dude? I'm here. All right. Rep your squads. I see you. I see you. Charvis, coming to you, bro. Oh, man. Charvis Wood, man. Uh, raised down here to Ch uh, Chuck, uh, North Charleston. Um, born in New York, upstate New York. 
uh, local business owner, full-time entrepreneur. Thank the Lord. Um, big up to you, Rajon, for continue, continuously providing a platform where um, men and women can come together and um, share in helpful dialogue. So good yeah. luck. Yeah, man. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And Michael Better. Better said than sorry. Hit him. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Well, born and raised in Baltimore City. Baltimore City, Maryland, got down here in 06, been in Ladson ever since. Um, definitely, of course, on my activism. Uh, father of three kids and the lovely Monet. And, you know, I'm back to doing what I do. All right, all right, all right. Good stuff. And we, I know Erica was in here, and then she went, <laughs> now she's out. Boy, Erica, boy, Erica, listen. Erica, <laughs> man, listen. I don't know if the Lord is just trying to. Uh, tell you something like or you maybe you just got a message too 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 big and profound for this here this here platform for the, but man <laughs> the enemy be messing with you on this they mess with you <laughs> but with that being said let's get right to the topics y'all um I'm, I'm hopefully you know eric will be able to get back in i hope she don't i hope she don't have any issues thank you everybody who's watching i really appreciate it it's thundering and lightning here in, in somerville so if y'all hear thunder and lightning my my family is not having a, a, a domestic violence war um, we're, we're just, we're, we're, it's just thunder and lightning outside. We do not advocate for domestic violence. With that being said, let's start right there. Let's start with domestic violence. That's actually our first topic of the evening. All right. Domestic violence. Um, so, um, I, I, so I guess I'll start with this because we, right at this point we're you know, we're, it's all black men in the room. Um, Erica's going to come back. So she's definitely gonna represent for the ladies. Um, but I want to, I want to get pretty much, and I want to make sure just so we make sure we get around, let's try to keep all answers like under two minutes. Um, but let's talk about domestic violence. Um, what is your experience? Do you have like what is your experience with domestic violence in your life? Feel free to, to address that from any standpoint that you that you like to. Um, who who wants to take it first? I, I hop in. Go ahead. Um, domestic violence is is definitely an, an unfortunate thing. Um, I think kind of what goes a little um overlooked is men actually being um, violated um, because the way society kind of, you know, puts a stigma on things and um, we're not, we're not looked at as to be ones that can be violated um, by a woman. Um, hmm. So, but, but, but that happens actually more than people um, think. Hmm. Um, so I, I'll start there guys. All right. I, I like, okay, cool. I like it. Uh, Lamar. Hey, man, I totally agree. Um, my background, I've been working with kids since I was a kid. So, you know, I work with different kids and different different walks of life. And some of them grew up in some very abusive households. I worked in group homes, mentoring and youth development and domestic violence. Even here where I'm at now, working in a youth program right now. I mean, COVID left some of the kids I work with homeless and some of them had altercations with other parents, step parents, whatever, man. So it's it's a real issue that needs to be addressed right now, man. All right. All right. Michael. Yeah. I mean, I can actually speak to this personally, man. Um, like I said, prior, I would say, gosh, uh, or 10 years ago, uh, my, my, my marriage, um, it was a domestic violence altercation to which I was actually the victim in the situation. Um, and it's one of those things where though you're raised like, man, don't hit a woman, don't hit the female. And so I'm, I'm walking away and everything. And at the time our, our, our son was present. So, and it's, it's, especially being in the South, it's big, not only from a domestic violence standpoint, but if children are present, a lot of people don't know that it is automatically escalated to a second degree, right? Wow. Um, so it's no longer in the, in the sense of the misdemeanor. It actually, 
led toward me getting custody of my son um, in regards to like, she ended up going to jail and I ended up wanting to have to go to court and everything like that. But that played a huge part in, in our custody battle uh, to which, like I said, she pretty much committed uh, criminal uh, domestic violence. Wow. Wow. Um, I, I want to talk about, I want to talk, you know, about the culture of domestic violence and, and especially in the black community. Um, mm. Let's, let's, let's talk about, let's, let's really talk about it. I mean, I, I, I know, you know, we, we all have families and things of that nature, but I'm, I'm hoping we'll be able to, to, to be a, a little, a little um, transparent mm -hmm. here um, in, in this, in this opportunity, because, because it is something that has been prevalent, especially, and I, I always say, I don't know a whole lot about the, the white community or, you know, the, the Hispanic community or the Asian community. When I talk about us, I'm talking about black people. So when I'm talking to black people, I talk about black people stuff. Um, so, in the black community, um, domestic violence has definitely been a part of what we've seen. Um, do you guys have any experiences of witnessing domestic violence in your homes growing up? Yeah, um, I, I, I can speak to that. Um, I've, I've, I've witnessed that, you know, several times. That, you know, just again, like I said, being transparent. I remember on my seventh birthday, um, my my mom and, and her, you know, her, her significant other got into it. Uh, whereby, you know, he threw a bike on her and cracked her leg open, you know. Wow. Um, so I, I, I seen it firsthand. Um, but the sad thing about that um, is females still stay with their abuser. Mm. Um, and I, I don't know what that's all about, but it's, it's, it's some sort of dependency, I believe, that kind of goes with that. But yeah, man, it's, it's 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 big. Yeah, yeah. Um, anybody else want to share personal stories within your within your family growing up? Anybody see anything? Yeah, honestly, I can share definitely with that. Yeah. I mean, coming back from my my mom and my biological dad, um, I've watched them like engage in it, like a domestic violence situation, to which my dad actually put his hands on my mom, and I was younger. Mm -hmm. I must have been about like six or seven to the point that I, under, well, I say about seven or eight that I understood mm -hmm. what was going on. But physically I was just like too small to even do anything. I watched it for several times, which my mom finally left. Uh, and it's to the point that it, it sucks because you witness or you watching somebody that you would have thought or expected to be a role model in the sense, yeah. of course, from a, a parent standpoint, you're like, man, they're going at it. And they're going at it from a stand that, I mean, if you watch cartoons, you know, like, Hey, that's there. That's violence. Right. Yeah. So, um, it, 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 it weighs in because now you're you're thinking about is it something that you did as a child? Is it something that the argument that really pertains about you? And you really don't know how to fill in the void for those questions with the right answers. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, Lamar. You know, I can I can go to the date October thirty first, nineteen eighty nine, when my parents had their final spat together in the house with me and my brother right there, and man, you know, knockout, drag out, just straight, you know, pushing back and forth threats made you know and then my dad just finally got smart and left but i'm it, it you know it, it is rough like he said like mike said you know when you're there and you're there to witness it firsthand and you're like you know what do you do you don't want to take sides these both your parents you love them both it, it's kind of a conundrum especially for kids to to be a you know a witness to all that going on in the household word yeah i mean i i can definitely i can i mean I'm, I'm gonna i'm gonna hop in you know right there um you know and, and I, I i believe in transparency because i believe that healing comes with transparency um, you know, I, I definitely witnessed uh, domestic violence, you know, on my mom's side. My mom and my father were not together. I've never seen my mom hit my, my dad, hit my mom, my mom hit my dad. But I did see in their individual relationships, domestic violence situations. You know, I've seen, you know, men hit my mom. I hit my mom, see my mom hit men. I've seen my dad hit women. Um, and, 
that's you know something that that when you see that as a child is something that that definitely um has an impact on you um especially when you're a man and you don't and you don't understand when you're a kid and you don't understand um you know one you don't understand why 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 that's happened you know you can't really you can't really process um why why is mommy fighting you know um this person why why is daddy doing that to you know my my stepmom like you 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 don't know how to process it um and i think that I remember I interviewed my father. I remember I interviewed my father before he passed. My dad passed two years ago today. And I remember before he passed, you know, we talked about, you know, his childhood. And he talked about the way that my grandfather used to beat my grandmother. And he was like, remember, he said, he's like, you remember how, you know, I used to, you know, give you spankings, beat you stuff when you were younger? He's like, yeah. He's like, well, I used to do a whole, my, my dad used to do a whole lot worse than that to us. And my mom got it even worse than us. And I was like, wow, like I never knew that. It wasn't until I actually were able to, to sit down with my dad and have that conversation that 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 I was able to to even know that that was a thing that generationally was happening. And let's think about the fact that, you know, that that's something that was really instilled in us from, you know, from that slavery mindset where it's like you beat somebody to make them do better. You beat somebody to make them do better. So if my wife, you know, my wife isn't cooking the way I want her to cook, then I beat her. If you know, like that, this is something, these are things, and it's something that is, that is bled into, you know, our younger black men. Um, and it's something that, you know, I like, though, if I don't instill one value in my son, um, it's, it's that you don't hit women. You know, my son has four sisters. My son has four sisters. You know, I was telling him, okay, cool. Whatever it is that they're doing, you try to walk away. You walk away, you find me. You walk away, you tell your mom. You walk away and you're an adult, you walk away, you call the police. Remove yourself from the situation, but do not put your hand on that woman. Because there's nothing that you're going to tell me outside of, like, if I didn't get her off me, like, if you get her off you, that's one thing. But to batter, to ball your fist up and hit a woman as a man, that is one of the most despicable things to me that one can do. But see, Chime in. you know, you know, you know um, what I think it's, it's crazy because it wasn't until I got to Norman C. Tool and I had a physical altercation with a female up until that point, I thought that that's what was expected. You know, I thought that's what was supposed to happen because mm. up until that point, um, no one really spoke about it, like saying like that's what that's not what should be going on. Yeah. However, however, that's all I was witnessing. So I thought that that's what needed to be going on. It wasn't until honestly I got into a situation in uh, Officer Palmer. I'll never forget it. Um, he, he had a he had a, a sit down with me, and he kind of uh, it was him and uh, Mr. Tullock. Uh, they they got they got together with me and they was like, hey, that's not the way it should be. Uh, it should be. Yeah. yeah. Up until that point in middle school, I had no clue. Right, but I think, but that comes back to again. That comes back to how are we? What are we doing to engage our next generation of young men and making sure that we're breaking that cycle? You know, I see you got your DGC shirt on, and you know I love that. I had to cut, shout out to DGC Low Country Youth Services. But uh, but but I, but <laughs> it's so important that what, what what we do, all of us in in on this on this call right now, we mentor in some way, shape, form, or fashion. It's so important that when we see these things. And our young men, even before we see them, we need to be having these talks. Just like you said, Tarvis, nobody told you that this was a, something you're supposed to do. And if you grow up in a house, I think about my father. Again, I come back to my father. If you raise up in a house and you see that that's how your dad deals with, with conflict, that's how you see when your dad deals with drama, you think like 
they didn't have social media to tell you it's wrong. They didn't have, you know, like the only people you know are the people that you grew up with. So that was considered normal behavior. Very good, Nicole. It was considered normal behavior. Um, Michael, I see you. Go ahead. But see, like uh, the, the, a big thing around domestic violence that is, is is understanding or educating yourself on domestic violence. To be quite honest, a lot of times it's been normalized, right? A lot of people like to say or believe or may assume that domestic violence is just somebody punching you or kicking you. Domestic violence can honestly just be the restraint or the physical touching of someone or your partner, your, uh, your, your, your partner or your spouse, and, and it's holding them uh, against their will. That can easily be interpreted as, as domestic violence as, as much as the, the third degree, right? Yeah. Um, so you'll see like men, right, um, getting pushed or slapped or scratched by their significant other or their spouse. That's domestic violence. It is. You didn't yes. get punched in the face or something doesn't mean that it's not domestic violence. Agreed. So the idea initially is understanding what it is so you can you can you can uh, like spread that knowledge or you, you even become more informed about that that, that particular that particular uh, circumstance or situation yeah we have to establish a baseline we have we as the men have to do that though right we we as the men have to establish with our sons not okay also we have to establish that if she's putting her hands on you, that's mm -hmm. also not okay. So okay. the same thing when I'm telling my son, son, you don't hit your sisters. I also tell my daughters, listen, don't put your hands on people. You better, mm -hmm. you better be careful yeah. with your hands. One, because everybody yeah. don't got the same mentality that your dad has. Your dad may, like your dad has been through stuff. Where I, I've been in situations where I'm driving my car and I'm being hit by a woman. Mm. Right? I, I've been in that situation where I'm driving and I have people's life in my hands because they're in the car with me. My brother's in the car with me and I'm being hit, right? I did every, like you gotta do, like in those situations, you do everything you can to survive the encounter. Just like, dealing with, like they tell us to deal with the police. Survive the encounter. I pulled my car over, I got out the car with the keys and I started walking. And I said, if we can't ride in this car without putting our hands on each other, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not driving. I will walk home first. From Ravenel. <laughs> wow. 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 But that's what I had to do. And but see, but but that's the kind of things we have to be talking about, talking to our young men and women about right now. They can't learn about how to deal with domestic violence when they're experiencing domestic violence. We had to talk to them about it way beforehand. Um, one thing that we do with Distinguished Gentlemen's Club is we talk to our young men about healthy relationships. What is that? What does that healthy relationship look like? Um, I'm gonna give y'all a, a, a resource. If you go to www.loveisrespect.org, it has right. so much great information about um, teen dating, teen dating violence. What is healthy behaviors within a relationship? And it gives you stuff to look for. It's something I remember. We did a um, we did a workshop, and I'm sorry, I'm I'm talking too much. But we did a workshop um, in February, the Huddle Up the Healthy Relationships workshop, and we were talking about this stuff. And I remember I looked to the side of the room and it was this full grown woman boohoo crying. This was an adult, this was an, an event for kids. This grown woman was boohoo crying because the stuff that we were trying to teach teenagers, she didn't know. So, so can I, can I ask Michael a question? Um, uh, not not more so just because you're a man, but I, I'll just say because at one point in time you were a victim and you survived that, right? Yeah. How How is it like like when that happened outside of the person that you was in that situation with, like did you seek help 
after that, like to 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 deal with that, to 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 get past that mindset? Uh, I had to have I, I had a lot of close friends at the time um, around me uh, that and the, the biggest thing, honestly, especially coming from where I came from, was the fact that I was already a parent. You know, so it's it's almost like when you're when you're when you're already a father, it's even even being the victim, you're you're looking at it as if was my my child first, right? Like, what if my son seen this? How is my son gonna be affected? Um, because I, I felt like me personally, as as someone that was always raised to be independent, like I'll get through it some some form of fashion. But for, but the the biggest thing was just like, what what do I need to do now to make sure that. My son doesn't believe that he's at fault. My son doesn't say that uh, his mommy and daddy, they hate each other, or he doesn't mm. spread what he's seen to somebody else, right? So, so for me, it was, it was about communication with my like, close family and, and friends. But like I said, the bigger picture is like, how am I now going to get past this for my son? Right. What do I say? When my, when, well, mom, where's mom? Or, why is mommy not around? Or I saw this happen. It's like, how do I explain that to a child? All right, so that, that that was the biggest that was the, the biggest life for me. Wow, yeah, that's a great point. Uh Lamar, I see you. What's up? Man, you know, you guys are making some great points, man. And you know, thing I have a daughter too who's now going to high school this year, man, and and I have a one-year-old son and and you know, just luckily for me, like Michael said, you have to have, you know, some good people around you. You know, you got to have some good mentorship, man. And luckily, you know what I'm saying? I'm a, I'm a product of the Bowl of Fair Charles Youth Leadership Council was going on. You yep. know, and also a previous vice president and mentor and elder myself. And man, that's one of the conversations, like you said, Rajon, y'all have, we have them too, man. And we talk about, but we break it down to the point when we talk about how Willie Lynch's, how to make a slave applies mm. to that whole mentality of we feel mm. like we got to beat somebody for them to comply with our directive. Yeah. And, you know, I think in our community, we still have that mentality. Even when I talked to my dad, I remember he told me he got a whooping when he was 18 with an extension cord because he wouldn't give my grandmother his check. Mm. You know, um, it, it, and that kind of beating. I'm like, you still got the marks on your leg, dad. You're 52 years old, <laughs> wow. you know? So, you know, the abuse that we that we went through as a as a people is still ingrained in us because all we learned was how to teach each other to comply with what master taught us. And we as a culture have to get away from that. We got to beat you first for you to understand kind of thing. You know, mm -hmm. even with the culture now, with the kids watching World Star and all that stuff, you know, it's a it's a common thing. Oh, oh man, she put her hands on, he beat her tail. Like, it's not cool. You know, right. I'm real quick to tell the kids I'm watching, you know, they're watching little videos on their phone. I'm like, look, man, that's not cool. Like, yeah, I saw her put her hands on him, but he should have walked away. You know what I'm saying? Like you said, yeah. John, we got to have that talk with these yeah. young men and tell yeah. them, look, man, it's not worth it. Walk away. Walk but away. You, but you know what else, too, though? Honestly, I, I think it's a... It's, like it, like there's like another component, like because a lot of times when folks think of domestic violence, a lot of times there's a connotation of of physical abuse, but there's you know it could be you know lording over somebody because uh, you're the one that brings the finances in the home, right? Or, or you know uh, verbally just assaulting somebody. So you know those are other types of domestic violence that really can cut just as hard and just as deep as the physical. But that's the thing. That's the thing. If you talk to people who are victims of domestic violence, who stay, because you, you know, I know you mentioned that earlier, like the idea that some people, you know, that they, they are victims of domestic violence and they don't leave. Well, a part, large part of domestic violence is control. It's, right. it's the control. It's, I know that if I beat you, 
chances are a lot of times when women are being domestic domestically um domestically violated especially um you know especially women this doesn't apply as much to men but to women especially um there's usually a situ situation where they've been already isolated from the rest of their family so you don't have anywhere that you can go um, you don't have, a, you know, the, the financial resources to be able to, to handle yourself. You don't have the, um, you, you know, you don't want to uproot the kids or you don't want people to know your business as a pride aspect to it. There's so many things that women experience. There's a person in my life who's, I don't want to put their, their, their name out there. Um, but you know, they, they are victims of domestic violence right now. Like right now, I know for a fact that they are victims of domestic violence continually. And we continue, like, we, I always wonder, like, why don't you leave? Like, why don't you leave? Like, you have, you have the opportunity to leave. But what I don't understand is the control aspect of it. There, there are certain levels of control. If you genuinely in your heart believe that this person I'm with, when I'm with them, they will beat me. But if I leave them, they will kill me. Right. And I think also too, Rajan, when I've worked with some women in crisis homes, a lot of them were more fearful for what would happen to their children if they did leave. And they, those guys might have made a threat to say, hey, if you go ahead and leave me, your kids might not be safe, even yeah. though they're his kids, too. Yeah, there's been some happenings here in Florida. We had a guy come home, man, and, and, and do some horrible things to the family, including her after he after he did something to the kids, man. And it's like. You know what gets you to that point, but still, you know that's a that's another factor that she might be thinking in the back of her mind. If he beats me like this, what if I leave him with the kids? Is he gonna beat them because I'm not here? Mm. So some women I've heard say they take the beating so the kids don't get the beat. So it's a matter of are we going to protect our kids? Yeah, I can take the beating, but I know my three year old can't. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so yeah, kind of yeah. like does she feel that she needs to protect them in some kind of way too? Mm. I, I, we got a question for Shakim Shakim I mean I can't shout out to my bro man he uh he said uh he he said do do any of you advocate for women to purchase a, purchase a firearm and shoot I'll let no. y'all go and I'll go in last <laughs> no not at all <laughs> not at all uh to be quite honest then because first and foremost like it, being a prior military cop you you, you don't want to shoot under under an emotion like you, you're not you don't want to because at this point you're you have someone's life in your hand. If if you're shooting it, it has to be. You have to be of sound mind and body, right? Like yeah. you, you, you could get to the extremes that, in an argument, right? And you you may have been battered in the in a prior conversation. You're like it's, rather than this happening again, I'm just going to shoot him before it even gets there. Mm. And now you're not. Now you're right. now you've now put on the toll of murder, right? Yeah. Because because now it's premeditated. I got the weapon. I know that if we got in this kind of confrontation, even if we didn't get to the violence, I'm going to shoot him. Yeah. Right now, you jeopardize yourself, your children, your family, and so forth. So I, I no, I, I wouldn't. I, I don't know. I, I, I have to respectfully disagree. I, I think that, um, I think that women should do that, right? Because let's say, for sake of this conversation, um, my, Mike, you and Sally got into a situation, and you were the abuser, and mm -hmm. and 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 that's been going on for a year or two. And then she finally leaves you, get the strength to leave you. You know, at some point she's gonna, she need to get that as, cause it's gonna be hard for her after afterwards to move on. So she may get that as a peace of mind, so she can feel comfortable sleeping in her house and so forth and so on, or going to the grocery store. And unfortunately, if she gets into that situation again, she'll be prepared. Also. That guy may think twice about putting his hand on her when when, when he see that she has uh, the steel. But so, that, uh, that, 
that fall that falls into PTSD. Yeah. What, what, you, what you're talking about is, is post-traumatic stress, and then you're putting the gun in the hand of somebody that's already has encountered uh, a disorder that, that's been mentally, physically, and emotionally battering. Uh, I mean, me personally, like, like I said, when it, it's, I'm not against protecting yourself. But what I'm saying is that you must make sure that you have a sound mind and body if you're going to go to the extremes. Because when you're shooting, I mean, you're, you're not, you're, you, could, you could, even if you're aiming at the leg, you could potentially hit an artery. Yeah. Right. So, and, yeah. and once that happens, you cannot say then I wish I would have directed the bullet to hit his foot. Right. Instead of the vein or something like that. So. So, I mean, that, that's just me personally. Like I said, like how you just said, as far as if you're going through this for a year, if you are going through that type of situation for a year and you now have decided to stay, but I'll stay because I have a gun. Now we have two problems. Because that's where I was going to go. That's exactly where I was going to go with it. Before I, 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 but I, I, I am a registered firearm owner. Um, yeah, I am not in a domestically violent situation. If there was a domestic violence situation, I would feel much more terrified. Like the person that I'm talking about, if they told me they went and bought a gun, that would scare me because mm -hmm. chances are, if she has a gun, he knows she has a gun, which means we've just escalated that situation way beforehand so that means the chances of her being killed just doubled to me mm. yeah i have to agree so with you on that one Rajan. It, yeah if it's a separation if you separate and you say I, i'm gonna get a gun to make sure that if he pulls up on me at the gas station i can i can protect myself that's a totally different thing yeah i got a gun in my house to make sure like my gun my gun is in my house my gun doesn't leave my house because my thing is Whatever you do to me in the street, I'm in the street. I'm like that's whatever. But if you come to my house, you you're trying to hurt my family. Like you may try to hurt my family, and I gotta protect my family. Me, I don't worry a whole lot about me. I'm I'm pretty good in these here streets. But them, they can't defend themselves like that. So at my house, we do have a registered firearm. So please believe, if you try to rob me, you 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 gonna have some problems. But 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 um, but. If there was a situation where there was violence in our home, I would feel less, much less secure with the fact that there was a weapon in our home. And I want to stop right there because I want to get to our next topic. This is a great topic. I want to end with this right here, with this topic, with this right here. Um, I often hear people talk about the fact that you, they say, well, you know, stop telling women to leave men who beat them and start telling men not to beat them. I promise you, if I know of a man who's beating a woman, I've told that man to stop beating that woman. I've told that man I don't respect the fact that he beats that woman. I've told that man that I like I, I've we've done mm. that. But at some point, we gotta make choices. And even if that means that I'm, I'm not gonna go there. Anyway, next topic. <laughs> Hopefully, y'all enjoying this. This is Toxic or Nah. Uh, this is Toxic or Nah episode four. Um, we do this once a month, the third Saturday of every month. We're doing this. Uh, we have our special guest this, uh, panelists. Uh, we have Lamar Moorhead. We have Charvis Wood. And we have Michael Better. Better than said. Next topic we're going to talk about is cheating in relationships. Right? It's now 737. We have until 750 on this. So that gives us about. 13 minutes to really go in on this one here. So cheating in relationships. I'm going to let y'all run with it. Who wants to start? Man, look, um, I'm going to be honest and very transparent here, man. Um, you know, it, it's not worth it. I'm going to be honest with you, fellas, man. Uh, as a guy who, who's been there, 
had that situation happen. I was the perpetrator. Yes, me. So, you know. See, now we talk. Gonna, now we pardon. See, yeah. Now look, we pardon. I'm going to keep it, keep it right, 100. Let's go. And the thing is, man, instead of me doing all that, man, and get, even going there, man, I should just told him it wasn't working out. You know, I think it was just a point of, you know, I was comfortable. I was used to them. I didn't feel like going back out there trying to find something else and do that whole dating thing again and everything else, man. But just let it go. If it's not if it's not what you're vibing with, if it's not the right person, if it's not really working, if you two are arguing every day, every time you wake up, you come, you dread coming home, it's, it's not a good look, man. Just leave them alone. Sometimes the song says it's cheaper to keep it, but sometimes it's better to let it go. I just want to I just want to pause right here to show y'all this comment that one <laughs> one Stella Williams put up. Yeah, Stella, I see that, right? You, you yeah, want to go? Sure. You want to go there first of all? Didn't uh, didn't uh, what's my man name? Lil uh, Lil Rel, Lil Duval, Lil Duval say Duval. black men don't cheat. <laughs> du- Duval told you black men don't cheat, and I do want to. I want to. Before I get to it, I'm, I'm gonna let them roll. But we we gonna talk about this all men cheat idea. Go ahead. Who wants to who wants to go next? Mike, Charvis. So so the only thing I would say is that um, cheating is it, it, it's funny because well not funny but you know I, I think it boils down to having those conversations in the beginning right um, of your relationship as far as understanding and having an expectation to understand what you can expect right because once the 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 honeymoon stage goes that's when the rubber meets the road. So you're gonna mm-hmm. have you're gonna have those good times and them bad times and and it could be a thing of uh, uh, sex, you know, either not getting it or it could be a thing of um, I hate to say it, but sometimes you know mm-hmm. women make more money sometimes than men and and you know for whatever reason it could be you know a man go does it some would some would call it the eighty twenty rule. Right. I'm not advocating for it. Nothing like that. But some people feel like they're justified because they're they're missing that one component from mm-hmm. home. Yeah. And and their partner, whether it's just a girlfriend or a wife, um, they just are not willing to compromise or see the other side of the coin. Mm. So, again, I'm not justifying it. That's not what I'm trying to do. I'm just trying to explain it, you know, to some to some degree. All right, all right, Mike. Uh, so the, the the thing for me is that we, we're so quick to identify cheating as the physical. You know what I'm saying? Like like che- cheating can be identified immediately if you're doing something in the eyes of one person that you won't do in the eyes of your spouse or your partner and so forth, right? Cheating, cheating, cheating can be being engaged. And I've 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 been the, the person of this the, to where though engaging in conversation, right? Like like just stimulating the mind, but would I stimulate my mind in that same manner if, if my partner was there? And if mm-hmm. I can't say that I would, then essentially mm-hmm. I'm cheating, not even if it's the physical. I mean, you could if you if you walk away from any any circumstance and you're like, man, like it's a good thing that my girlfriend, it's a good thing that my boyfriend didn't see me, then essentially you're cheating, right? Um right. so that's 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 where we have to identify first, right? I mean, because right. like like I said, I mean, you you, you can <laughs> social media right <laughs> like you don't even have to meet the person you could be essentially cheating by engaging in a flirtatious conversation that Go goes back and forth you know that's that's cheating so for what i look at though is that what what's derivative from it what how what what sprouts from it is it is it the idea that 
the the man is just 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 who he is. He's not ready, or even I didn't say man, that person is, they're just not ready for a relationship. They enjoy the idea of having uh, company or or, or 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 having more than one, or is it the idea that? The communication is lacking in the relationship mm. or, 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 you know, or like I need more attention and they don't know how to communicate that to that person. Me personally, what I like to do and what, what we are doing now, I mean, my, my girlfriend, we, we go through uh, couples therapy. And, I, and that's, Monet Ellis is and watching. I, oh, yeah. Right. Like she's right. So <laughs> the, the, <laughs> the big thing though is like to. Y'all see this. Is what, <laughs> she be on. She be on, man. I love her. I, she's dope to me. We gotta do. We gotta do dinner. But go ahead. Like so, the, the big thing, real quick, man, is like I I really encourage the couples therapy portion. Not 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 when you need it, but when you don't need it. Before you need it, right? So to identify those things, so you don't get to a point that, gosh, she's cheated, or I've cheated, or I'm thinking about it. She's thinking about it. Now we have to put the band aid on the thing. Let's try to prevent the bruise from happening. You know. So that's that's my my take on that. Yeah, I I I I, I, I want to chime right in right there. I think great points, all great points, right? One, Charvis talks about the conversation. You got to have the conversation of expectations. Do I expect that? What, what do I expect from you? This is something we talked about on uh, last night. Uh, we did a pod with um, uh, John, Jonathan and Eva Singleton um, of the, the Love Life Legacy podcast, which was a great um, episode if y'all didn't get to watch it. Um, talking to married couples, just talking about relationships, talking about being married 10 plus years each. And uh, one thing we talked about was establishing that communication. Right. Establishing that communication. What do I expect from you? What what constitutes cheating to me? Right. Because mm -hmm. what constitutes cheating to one person may not be cheating to another person. Right. To one person, if, some, if, if, if to me, anything, if you're doing anything that you can't do in front of me, it's cheating. Anything that you're doing that you can't do in front of me, if you're having a conversation that you can't have a con that conversation in front of me, it's cheating. If I walk in, in a room and you got to get off the phone because I walked in the room, it's cheating. Mm -hmm. it, it, it is because that to me is, is, is the, the launching point for everything else. If you're texting somebody, but you delete your text every time you text that person, mm -hmm. you're not doing that because it's, it's on the up and up. <laughs> you only delete the things for two reasons. One, you trying to evade an audit or you're cheating. So, so let me, and so I'm let not me, the IRS. So let me let me play devil's advocate for a second because get them. Um, there are there are some women. And I, I might get my head bit off for of this, but there are some women that are naturally flirtatious. Um, but it, I think they've been being that way for so long; it's natural to them. But they but they're not trying to get with you on that level, right? Now, let's just say for the sake of this conversation, that person is uh, married to to you, Rez. Come on. How do, you, how, how, how do you deal with that? Because, like, if that's natural mm -hmm. who she yep. is and who she is, yep. and, she, and she don't mean no harm by I it, got you. And, and she's doing it in front of you. Yeah. But guess what? You? But guess what? We were dating, right? If we were dating and I realized that while we're dating, this is who she is, I now have a choice to say, this is something I want to continue or this is something I'm going to walk away from. Yeah. I have to make that decision for me because I know who this person is. A lot of times dudes marry women being like, oh, she dresses like this. She dressed like that when y'all were dating, bro. When you so, met her but, in the club, she was dressed like that. 
So let me let me let me let me let me let me be devil's advocate as well. Cook. Because Cook. you can't so what what's what's the gray area or the fine line between flirtatious or being or, or being flirtatious and being charismatic, right? Because yeah. there that that's that's where I guess the communication falls into it. Like you can't say, Well, you were cheating because I felt this way and it's automatically cheating if the intention is if I said, if someone said, hey, and I said, oh, hey, how we doing? And you didn't like the way I said, hey, how we doing? Oh, you're being flirtatious. No, I, I wasn't. That's just communication. But that's communication, yes. though. That yeah. comes back to when that happens, right? So this is, this, is, this is what we call teachable moments in education. I'm about to be sleeping right? on the sofa, y'all. Hey, no, you better not. Monet, he doing good, Monet. <laughs> Don't uh, do it, though. Don't do it, though. <laughs> so if, if I'm in a relationship with a young lady, right? I'm in a relationship with a young lady, right? And that first time that that interaction happens and it, I don't feel good about it, it's my job as the, the person in the relationship to say, hey, babe, you know, the way that happened, I, I don't really like that. Well, and man. then and then she, because we all have choices, she then has the opportunity to say, well, this is who I am. Take it or leave it. Or she can say, I respect the fact that you feel that way and I'm not and I'm not and, and I'll and I'll curtail the way I, I interact to make mm. sure you feel better. But again, we all have choices in relationships. I want to get to a comment from uh, Jonathan. He said, uh, how much is the decision to cheat have to do with the other person, whether it being solely your fault? Mm. Mm. And we have three one. minutes. <laughs> that, hey, that, Lamar, that, Lamar, take it away, Lamar. Take it away. Man, that yeah. was my situation right there, brother. Like, you uh -oh. know, you know, and I was at the church with this person and we still was at the same church and everything else. But, you know, people look at Lord. you different when they think it's you're the one to blame. Like it was just you in the relationship by yourself. No. And they don't know what goes on in your household. And they just assuming that you you a dog. Not assuming that you and your wife had a communication breakdown or something just wasn't gelling. You two fell out of touch because one of you is working one shift. One of you is working another shift. You come home, you see the kids. You go to sleep. You don't get to talk. You know what I'm saying? So there's a breakdown there, too, of also the wear and tear, just the grind, Rajon. You know what I'm talking about, man. Yeah, you're just, yeah, yeah. you know, you don't get time for yourself to breathe as a man. You don't, yeah. you can't read. You can't, you remember sleep, come home, work, eat, and go to bed and do it all over again. Yeah. And when you do that, man, you kind of leave yourself in a position where you do not communicate with your spouse or your woman or your man or whatever. And you leave that opportunity for things to start to just digress. And yeah. it becomes stagnant, and you lose that. you lose that spark. You know what I'm saying? And that's how I felt. And I'm mean, yeah. I'm not gonna lie about it. Yeah, there, there's a lot there's a lot of variables there, though. I mean, you, so like for example, like I said, for me for me, point blank period, it falls into communication. I am communication first, yeah. right? If yeah. you've made the conscious efforts to 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 touch to cross every T dot, every I, hey honey, this is how I'm feeling. This is how things are going. This is what we need to be doing. Let's try this. Let's try that. And they simply have made the same conscious decision not to listen to you. And now you and, and granted cheating, regardless on any level, is still wrong. But if you made that conscious decision and then you start to sway into the idea of communicating with someone else, I'm not sure if it goes in the idea of saying, oh, I'm venting or I'm I'm spreading that same communication that I'm not getting at home. Yeah. Then you can you can say that, hey, man, I'm tr I've tried this. I've tried that. You simply haven't been listening. 
that is some fault of the entire relationship, not just of your own. But if yeah. you just was like, dang, I just saw her and she got a, a, a nice, a nice, a nice tail. She, I like yeah. her leg. I'm just gonna yeah. talk to her. I mean, then it's you. You, you I mean you got to have to hold your own, your, your hold your own candle there. Agreed, agreed, totally. I want to, I want to address this, this comment, um, Brian, brother, um, OMS. I just, I just put it up. OMS, yeah. OE Williams. Um, he said, yeah, he said, uh, he said, uh, OE Williams. Shout out to you, man. He said, uh, if my girl has a girl talk, that ain't cheating. It ain't that serious. No, no of course I'm not talking about that, man. Like, I'm not, if, if my wife is on the phone with her her sister, <laughs> and she's like, "Hey, babe, I need to talk to my sister without you in the room." Nah, dude. But if she yeah. says, "I'm on the phone with this dude that I just, that <laughs> I met at the grocery store today," or this dude that slid into my DMs yeah. and he just needs somebody to talk to. And I can't oh, talk yeah. to him in front of you. I'm going to tell you all a quick story, and we got to end this segment. Quick story. The moment I knew I'd meet, I would marry my wife. The moment I knew I'd marry my wife. Um, mm-hmm. When me and my wife first started dating, it was a young lady that I dated like that dated in high school, right? And um, I was going through a divorce at the time when me and my wife you know, got together. And so options, get, options are open. You know what I mean? Like, you know, but me and my wife had just started kicking it. Um, me and my current wife had just started kicking it. And we had we had a spot. We we, we had a, a hotel room for the evening. We went to the movies or whatever. And my homegirl calls me, right? The one who a chick that was trying to she was get back, trying to get back with me or whatever. And the phone rings. I look at the phone and I'm like, oh, okay. She says, answer it. Uh-oh. <laughs> she no. says, answer it. I said, okay, cool. So I pick it up. I'm on the phone and old girl's talking to me. And my wife literally does this. She takes my head, puts it in her lap, and starts petting my head while I talk on the phone. Well, damn, play. I was like, <laughs> yeah, this, I don't yeah. really want to have this conversation. Is I hope that everything works out really well for you in your life and everything that you are praying and hoping for works out, but we probably not going to talk again, just being honest. And that was the last time I talked to her. I, I knew that day. I knew that day I was going to marry my wife. Shout out to Latoya. She watching. If y'all know my wife, y'all know she's serious, serious. Um, Before we get out of here, um, I want you guys to plug what you got coming up. Um, I'll start with Lamar. I'm going to end with you, Mike, because I know you got more. What's going on, y'all, man? Like I said, I'm down here in South Florida, man. I'm actually in the process of getting ready to file for my 501c3 status myself down here. A lot of kids down here. Shout out to my Jamaican and Haitian people, man. You know they down here in South South Florida. So, you know, I'm about to um, do some things with these kids around here, man. We need a lot of help down here, man. So I'm trying to get to work. So if they, if they want to come help, mentor, how do they reach you? Man, hit me up, man. Lamar Moorhead, just hit me up on Facebook, man. Hit me in the Facebook chat, whatever, man. I'm always, you know what I'm saying? It don't matter what time I'm up thinking, bro. I'm moving. <laughs> yeah, so. yeah, yeah. Love that. Love that. All right, Charvis, what you got, B? Oh, man. Uh, boss Dogs, man. Um, still getting they, everything They do ready. birthday parties. Yeah, yeah, we do we do it all, man. Getting ready to drop this cookbook on everybody, man. I've been cooking this up for a minute. Um, but you feel free to reach out on uh Facebook, uh Boss Dogs, B-O-S-S-D-O-G-Z. Yeah. My guy, my guy, my guy. And if you want to mentor with him, go to www.lowcountryyouth.org and you can meet Charvis and influence men- mentees at the same dang time. <laughs> all right, Mike, better than said, what you got? Yeah, better said than sorry. Let me put the hat up real quick, man. Better said than sorry. But um, I got a lot of things going on right now. Of course, I uh, just found out not too long ago that I'm the chairman of the Criminal Justice Reform Committee for the city of Charleston. Um, so we're gonna be having our first meeting. Yeah, yeah. By Mike. Yeah. 
Yeah, so we're gonna be having our first meeting um the end of the month. Uh, a lot of things gonna be going into that. You're gonna have to see, you're gonna see a lot coming from the uh, city council meetings. Uh, I'll be putting it on the link and everything on my Facebook. Of course, I just got my EIN and my LLC that I just got accomplished this week as well, so I can now produce my line, my clothing line. Yeah, I'm not only gonna be doing yeah. like hats and t-shirts. I'm also looking to create my own sneaker. Uh, I'm looking with several different factories right now, so that's gonna be big. So of course, if you wanna check it out, I'm be coming up with my own website as well. It's gonna be better said than sorry. Um, you'll see the links and everything on my, my Facebook and I'll also gonna have my fan Facebook page as well. So that's pretty much what I got going on for now. Man, thank you. Thank you for coming on, man. You guys are dope. Um, shout out to Monet. Don't let the, don't make that man sleep on the couch. He's a good person. I appreciate y'all. <laughs> I appreciate y'all. I'm gonna bring on the next group, fellas. Thank y'all. All right, man. Uh, man. Thanks, all right, bro. Hey. All right, all right, all right. Gotta get line up two going. Line up two. Listen, listen. Jason turned on the lights for this one. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. We ready. What's up? We what's ready. up? What's up? What's going I'm on, good, man? Brother. What's up? What's up? We got Jason and we got Greg Perry in the building. This is Toxic or Not. Let me reset. This is Toxic or Not, episode four. Episode four. What? Oh, there it is. Episode four. Oh, it's out there. Okay. Episode four. Toxic or not, episode four. Um, this is a panel discussion show where we bring men on and some ladies to talk about issues that impact black men that are often talking, spoken about without black men involved. So the point of this whole thing is to provide a voice. One, to show that we disagree sometimes. Sometimes we get into big disagreements, but it's never a disrespectful thing. It's always a love thing. It's always a respect thing. And it's always, how can we better ourselves? How can we learn from our brother's example? So I have three brothers on right now. I, got, I know more are coming on um, that I know, I respect, and I love. Uh, let's start with Jason. Please introduce yourself, brother. Yes, sir. Um, Jason Jones, local activist. Uh, change is coming. Receive Change is coming was my original group. Um, Stand is one is who I'm rocking with right now, as well as we've created the United Front for all the leaders in the area. Um, we've been out there grinding every day in the streets, man. Last three months, Jerm. as much as we can be out there. Um, Durham, North Carolina native, not from the Charleston area, but I've been here for about three years. What blue soaking up, soaking up the culture and just bringing some knowledge to the communities. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love it. I love it. And y'all had that big uh, y'all had that big rally last night. Is that a talk a little about? Uh, I don't know who that. I don't know who that is crackling. Is that you, Greg? Was that me? Yeah, I think just just mute white when you're not talking. That way, we don't get the crackle thing. I only hear when you uh, when you talk. Oh, you only hear me. All right, go out and come back in. You, you oh, I have on headphones. I have on headphones, so it shouldn't it shouldn't do that, with because it yeah, somebody who doesn't have on headphones or somebody who doesn't have on headphones. I don't have on headphones. Hold on, let me see. Let me check something real quick. Do we hear it now? Yeah, Greg, it's you. Go out and come back in. Yeah, yeah. All right, sorry about that. All right, but um, Jason, y'all had that uh, rally last night. You want to talk a little bit about it? Yes, sir. Um. Went out last night to represent for the brother P Rock. Um, Philip Rock was assaulted at a bar in West Ashley. Um, Players Place Billiards. They got the original assaulter. The issue at hand right now is that Philip has further evidence that shows that there was a conspiracy 
between members that worked at the bar, the assaulter's friends, to cover the assault. So basically, when they called in his assault, they called it as an accidental fall over, and he hit his head, and he was out of it, knocked out unconscious. Um, they didn't know he had a dash cam inside his vehicle at the time. The dash cam was live and hot. There's a portion of that footage out there on the web right now. If you check the Standards One website or um, Facebook page, check my Facebook page, you'll see that. But there's more to that video, and as it evolves through their court proceedings, I'm sure that portions of that video get released so that the public knows what's going on. But, um... Yeah, justice for Philip. Word, word. Thank you for sharing that, bro. I want to make sure you had an opportunity and a platform to share that share that message for sure. Um, Appreciate it. Uh, we got Digger Jones, you in the building. Go ahead and introduce yourself, bro. I am Daniel Laurie, a.k.a. Digger Jones. I am a podcaster. I am an outreach coordinator for Father to Father. And as always, I'm glad. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. My guy, what's the name of your podcast? You got to tell him. You got to plug, bro. Okay, it's Digger Jones and Two Gun Tony's News and Views. Um, my last episode, believe it or not, actually got the most hits that I've ever gotten. I've gotten over 2,000 listens on that episode, and it featured my sister. So. Oh, that's a neat episode. The Waffle House Story. Yeah, the Waffle House Story. Yeah. Yes, yes. Y'all got to check it out to hear the Waffle House Story. That was yeah. hysterical. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. G, uh, Greg Perry, please introduce yourself, sir. When you come back. All right, Joseph Bailey, introduce yourself. How you doing? Uh, hopefully, uh, you know I'm 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 straight as yeah, far as can you great. see me? Can you hear me? Yeah, yeah, you're okay, great. Okay, okay, all right. Yeah, I'm Joseph Bailey. I'm the dreamer. You know, I'm from born in Charleston, South Carolina, raised up the street in St. Stephen, South Carolina, and been traveling all over the country, built networks in ten countries uh, because I'm committed to leading this country to its best days. So, just happy to be here. Um, you know, just a great show, great audience, great uh, resources, relationships. So wherever you want to go with it, I'm here. Let's Blessings. Cook. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Greg, introduce yourself, bro. Uh, good evening, everyone. Um, I'm Greg Perry. I'm, a, uh, I'm actually a native of North Charleston, South Carolina. Um, I'm also the founder of a uh, nonprofit called Low Country Hope Project. I'm also the uh, communications director for the Low Country Young Democrats here in uh, the Low Country area. Um, and I'm just, I'm super glad to be on tonight with you guys, you fellas, to talk uh, and have a conversation. Absolutely. Absolutely. Let's let's get it, man. Um, so I know some more people are coming in, but we're going to go ahead and get it started. Um, this segment has, I think it was from 8, what I say, 8.55 to 7.30, uh, 7.55 to 8.35, right? All right, cool. So let's cook. So our first topic. Hmm. Which one am I going to start with? Let's go with, let's run, let's dive right in, man. Election 2020, right? So here we are. We're here. It is now uh, August. We're into August. The election is September, October, November. So it's less than, we're at two months out from the election, right? We're like two months out from the election. We just had a major announcement this week. Kamala Harris is, is, uh, Biden's running mate, uh, Joseph Biden's Joe, Joseph, his mom calls him Joseph. <laughs> Joe Biden's running mate um, for the for the presidency of the United yeah. States. So let's start right there because there's been a lot of talk surrounding surrounding uh, the Kamala decision. Uh, what what did, what were your thoughts, uh, Jason? I, you work in the activist community, so I want to start with you. All right, yeah. Um, smart move by Joe's team and Joe to go ahead and reach out to to Kamala and get that commitment. Um the undertones of bringing in a black woman into the white house. I mean, that's 
going to be historic first and foremost. There are a lot of naysayers out there for her and her platform um, for her past. And I, I, we spoke about this briefly last time I was on with you, Rajon. Like, yeah. I'm not so much worried about her 15 years ago, 10 years ago, as I am as what she's done like the last four to six years. Yeah. And yeah. what she, the, the track record that she's showing going forward. So she's probably one of the most decisive progressives that are sitting in Senate right now, mm-hmm. actually making things happen, actually making moves. She's definitely the most knowledgeable in the justice system out of all other options he could have had for a running mate. And even though she fell out the race a little bit earlier than I thought she could have, I don't fault that at her or her team or even her track record, you know, when she was in the criminal justice world full-heartedly as a prosecutor, I fault it to the, the DNR as far as pinpointing Joe as that the only one off the team that could beat Trump. Yeah. Because I yeah. believe if Kamala would have went up as the front runner, she could have partnered up with anybody and beat Trump hands down. Yeah, um, I agree. Just my feels on it. Just my feels on it, but I do feel extremely confident. My only fear is young brothers and sisters aren't out there getting registered to vote. They're not ready. Even though the polls look good, the numbers look good for Joe's favor. We saw these same numbers four years ago with Hillary. Hillary. Yeah, interesting. Very good point. We got to keep our heads up, our eyes open, and and keep pushing this message of register to vote and make sure no matter how it comes about, a ballot, um, going to a poll physically, whatever it's going to take to get our communities activated. I mean, I'm not going to lie to you. We're out in the streets every day fighting the fight, and we're we're willing to take the risk for covid because the fight means that much to us. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Brothers and sisters packed up inside of Walmart every single day because being in the house sometimes is just too much and they need to get out. That one day, the one day you can go to the polls and just get out and vote, if they're going to mess with the mail system, if they're going to try to slow us down that route, we're going to have to go ahead and take that sacrifice and that hit and head to the polls. that risk and go out, go out yeah. to the polls and do what you got to do. Absolutely. Thank you for sharing that, bro. Thank you for sharing. Let's come to you, Greg. I know you work a lot in the political arena. You've actually run for office twice, I believe. So so let's talk about it. How, how do you feel about the VP pick? I mean, uh, the running mate pick. And what are your thoughts on the election? Man, I, I think Kamala was a uh, really, really uh, strong choice uh, for for Joe. I think she's a she's a great candidate. She's a strong candidate. I think she would bring a lot to his uh, his campaign. Uh, first of all, She's a United States senator, which means she's electable. She's a couple of terms. You know, she, she's electable. I mean, individuals are, are voting for Kamala. But she has a really, really strong uh, 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 following. So I think, like, him bringing her on really brought a lot of African Americans that had an issue with uh, with Joe and some of the things that he's done in the past. Um, and, and like like uh, Jason said, we kind of got to make certain that we go out to vote. Got a lot of individuals that have an issue with uh, what we got going on now, and we'll argue, and we'll have a lot of passion at the cookouts. We'll argue and have a lot of passions at you know at parties and at the crab crack and the oyster roast. We don't keep that same energy on on election day. You know, yeah, we, we get too tired after leaving work on election day, and we don't want to vote. I think if we keep that same energy that we have at crab crack and the oyster roast, and we show up to vote, man. I mean, we can change what's going on in uh, uh in the United States. And, and mm. you can see that individuals want change, and that happened in the last um, uh, midterm election, 2018, where individuals showed up in general election numbers. You know, those, those individuals showed up 
stayed in long lines. I, I think that's the most we've ever had before in a midterm election uh, two years ago, because individuals won't change. I, I was telling someone, I stood outside Royal for maybe maybe five hours and the lines were so long and, and I had older individuals come to me and they were like, you know, they showed up today because you 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 know change is coming and individuals are, are thirsty for change. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree. I remember thinking yeah, back to, yeah, I can hear you. I can hear you. You, you go in and sort of, you went in and out at the end, but I can hear you for most of, for the most part. Um, I remember the one thing I remember about the Obama election was that we registered, we voted early and we drove to St. George. And I remember I had to wait three hours to vote. Like the lines were that long. Um, and that it like it's like history shown that when there's a higher voting um rate of a higher voting turnout, Democrats win. Lower voter turnout, Republicans win. Like this this is not this is not, you know, rocket science. We gotta turn out the vote. Um I, I wanna go to uh Jacob. Please introduce yourself, brother. I'm sorry I didn't include you in the group when I sent the stuff out. But introduce yourself to the no, audience, it, brother. It's all good, man. It's all good. Um, I'm Jacob Taylor. Uh, I'm a native of Walterboro, South Carolina. I've been in Charleston over 18 years. Um, did the classic man of Charleston, leading lady of Charleston, and now on to Voices of Fashion, uh, which is a fashion weekend that I created here in Charleston. And also owned Tailored by Taylor, which is, which yep. is a uh, custom clothier business. So yep. And he has also has very interesting taste in What's music. What's up, Greg? Me I see him, one familiar face. Me and him, me and him going to talk about, talk about these. Talk to the rest of the fellas. <laughs> What's going on, brother? What's going on? Uh, Digger, what are your thoughts on Everybody the Everybody just went mute just now. I don't know what happened. Can y'all hear me? Y'all yeah, can hear me. I can't me. hear anybody. Jacob, go out and come back in. Yeah. Go out and come back in. Um, Digger, what are your thoughts on the election? You know I like keeping things. Real I know you do. Honestly, honestly speaking, Kamala was the best pick that he could have gotten. Not only because she knows, you know, the Senate, she knows the law. So, but the most important topic that I do want to tell everybody out there listening is go out and vote. Register to vote. The last three elections, I registered to vote, and it's one of the best things that you can do. So, if you want to change the narrative, you have it. You have the power to do it with voting. Absolutely. Thank you, uh, Jake. Uh, J Joseph, Mr. Bailey, please. What are your thoughts, Kamala? Election. Yes. Yes. Uh, first of all, I think this is a great topic. Um, I'm going in and out, uh, maybe because of my receptions. But uh, the main thing is, uh, I believe it's the same game, uh, just different players uh, is what I believe. I believe that anytime we continue to invest all of our time, all of our energy in pushing people to the same system that have been created to um, kill, destroy, steal, rape, um, and, and produce this type of world we live in, all we're doing is feeding that system, mm. is my position. Mm. That's, that's an interesting position. Very interesting position. Jacob, your thoughts on the election? Uh, give it a break, man. Let it roll out, you know, to the people that's bashing Camilla. I know they're bringing up the, uh, the uh, uh, what happened during the crack epidemic, um, the three strike rule. They're bringing that yep. up a lot. 1994 but crime bill. But, uh -huh. but it's a lot of millennials in uh, latter X generation bringing that story up. 
and they didn't live through that era. They didn't see families ripped apart. They didn't see the the toll and the stress that that crack epidemic. So yes, there was some injustices definitely in that bill, man. But that was a crazy time for us. You know, that was yeah. a crazy time. So yeah. Yeah, that's that's the thing. When when so when people talk about the 1994 crime bill, um, there's a lot of context that people miss on that on that topic. Um, they miss one. They miss they miss like the idea of context, right? So when you talk about certain laws that were passed and and laws that were passed in history, you have to look at the context in which those laws were were created and the things that that called for those laws. So when you talk about the 1994 crime bill, one. Um, the, the version of the bill that was written first, you have to understand when a bill is written, the bill that is originally written by the, the original writer of the bill, they write one version of the bill. That bill has to pass through committees, go through House, and then go through Senate. If it's written in Senate, it has to go through Senate and then go through the House. In order for it to do that, people add on things to the bill before it gets to the president for the president to sign that bill. It when Joe Biden wrote Trump that Trump bill, huh? Schoolhouse Rock, Schoolhouse Rock tried to tell us. So when that bill got to, when that bill originally was written by Joe Biden, there were certain things that were not a part of that bill. The three strikes law was not a part of that bill. The um, militarization of the police was not a part of that bill. Um, uh, building uh, the building up the, of the federal um, of the federal prison system was a not a, not a part of that bill. Those are all things that were added on as that bill went from the original writer. From the, the the creator of the bill to the president, who was then Bill Clinton. Bill Clinton was a big proponent of the three strikes bill of the three strikes. Now, the thing that we have to remember about that bill is that that bill was requested and approved by the National Black Caucus, <laughs> by the NAACP, and every black leader in the nation in the nineties. No, you will not find any on, documentation. Talk, you will not find any documentation of any black leadership that went against that bill in 1994, even with what we know it became later, because I don't think they could see what like what it would become. But the crime issue in the country, especially in the African-American community, because of what happened during the crack up crack epidemic, which was not our fault. But that's a whole other issue for a whole other day. <laughs> um, it, it was it was at it was at a terrible point. And so, so that bill, when it passed, people are gonna are gonna kill Biden for that bill. But if you look at what happened with that bill and what's actually in that bill, you'd have a different outlook on it. What are your thoughts? Uh, uh, let's go to Joseph. Let's go to let's go to you. I know you say you're going in and out, Joseph. Yeah. Hello. Yeah. Yes. What are your thoughts? Okay, you want me to res just respond to what I'm hearing, or yeah. a specific question? No, just just your thoughts on on the 1994 okay. crime bill, how it impacts Joe Biden in the in the campaign, everything. Well, I believe exactly what you just broke down is the facts. Um, in in reference to, um, you start off with an individual creating a bill, and then they maybe they they build it with two or three people, maybe they build it with themselves. And then they present it uh, to get signed off on. Then now you get the negotiations and you get all the back behind the you know wall stuff. And then most people who started off you know with the bill, uh, they're willing to negotiate for the result to say that their name was attached to a bill. Yeah. So they're willing to work uh, 
with them to bring in some things. So I can see where you're coming from yeah. in reference to it might have started one way. And then by the time it got to another place, a lot of things was added to it. Mm -hmm. And then now they all uh, connected to that same bill. But that goes right back to the same original statement that I made. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's all politics as usual. It's the same thing all over again. Just a different, um, um, I mean, same game, just a different player, different face, you know? Yeah, yeah. I feel that. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, Greg. Um, so I, I think, you know, there were a lot of issues with, with the bill. Um, I, I think a lot of individuals are kind of looking at, um, you know, you know, him, uh, kind of, you know, working with that and, and, you know, and they kind of judge that his past and even Kamala's past, uh, working in California, they judge that and they're like, how could we vote for someone like Joe or how could we vote for someone like Kamala after all they've done to the black community? And then I have someone even come in and say, have you seen Kamala's backstory? Have you seen Joe's backstory? And my response is, have you seen Trump's backstory? You know, you got you got choices. You know, you, I mean, so, I mean, I don't think that everything Joe did was good. I don't think everything Kamala did was good. Right. Right. But I don't think nothing Trump um, has was good. So if we're going to compare, we have choices. You know, if, if it were me, you know, there were individuals as, as it relates to president, I may have wanted to choose someone else for president, you know? I like Chick-fil-A, but if my options are is, is McDonald's or Burger King and I don't have the choice to choose Chick-fil-A, I'm going to have to choose between the better of the two. I'm going to have to yeah. choose McDonald's. They got better fries. Yeah. You know, yeah. so, I mean, I think we're going to have to go with the choice, you know, despite, you know, all the stuff that we, we have an issue with in the past as it relates to Joe's uh, uh, involvement in the crime bill, as it relates to Kamala, uh, as it relates to history in California, with individuals saying uh, that she locked up a lot of African-Americans. You know, we're going to have to look past you know, some of those uh, indifferences and we're going to have to vote for a candidate. The better choice, yes. the better choice yes. is Kamala. The better choice is uh, Joe Biden. We've seen, I talk to my child and I tell her, you know, there are certain things we don't do. We don't offend individuals. We don't use profanity. Uh, 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 we don't uh, lie. We don't talk about individuals from different races. But when the president of the United States gets on the television, I have to put a, 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 a mute on because mm. he's going to cuss. He's going to talk about uh, the uh, Hispanics. He's going to talk about women. His past is going to come up by how he's offended or abused women, how he's talked to individuals, uh, a verbal abuse, how he disregards individuals' opinions. And I'm like, we're going to have to choose somebody else. We're yeah. going to have to choose a better example, a better leader, you know, and we're going to we're gonna have to forget about, you're not really forget about, we're going to have to just choose a better choice, a, a, a better choice. And the better choice is definitely Joe. The better choice is Kamala, without a doubt. And yeah. I'm going to be honest, Kamala is my first choice as it relates to president. I, I wanted to vote for her. Yeah, yeah. And that, and a lot of people, a lot of people are like that. Like a lot of people, are like, oh well, you know, like they would have voted for Kamala anyway. Um, she and she was riding high until Col Tulsi came around and do what Tulsi does. But y'all, y'all, those who watch the show, y'all know how I feel about Tulsi Gabbard. She had one job and one job only, and that was to get Kamala up out the paint, and she did. Um, uh, uh, yeah. I want, I wanted to go to um, my bro, uh, Jason. What you think? Um, it's interesting that he brought up the point of you have two choices. Um, I think that we're losing a lot of steam on the the right side just because people wanted another choice. There's a lot of people out there that wanted a different choice. Mm -hmm. You know, there are some 
there are some people out there that, that wanted Bernie. There's people out there that want an independent runner right now. Um, I meet these people every day. Yeah. So that's, that's why I can speak to that. Um, and we get locked into this, what I wanted. But as the brother said, you got McDonald's or Burger King. I don't care yeah. how much you wanted a Chick-fil-A sandwich. Yeah. They, they will Beyond not be, that. You, that's not an option. <laughs> no, it's not. Beyond that, I'll say that that the crime bill in the 90s, that wasn't Biden's only bill that he actually got locked into. True. Um, that's not the only one he was a part of that became something else because of the additions and the changes as it got up to the seat to get the final approval part of the negotiation process. I mean, we can take it back just eight years ago and, you know, the affordable health care act. Yeah. Same thing happened there. Yeah. Um, and you can't hold that against anything other than partisan divide, you know, had, yeah. had we been able to get the affordable health care act through with a full democratic, you know, Congress, democratic Senate, it would have been a completely different story. Yeah. So, you do have to be careful where you place that blame and where you're placing that that attention when you're digging up this dirt on both sides. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I I, I want to end that right there. Uh, we're at eight eighteen, and I want to get to that second topic. Um, but thank y'all so much for that. Um, I, I want to end that topic with one thought. Whether you're voting, uh, first of all, uh, I saw Jade Simmons for president up in the in the comments section, so I want to make sure I say that she did not make the polls, the um the ballot in South Carolina. Um, but she is on the pal ballots in 44 states, and we are viewed in more states than just South Carolina. So if you want to vote for Jade Simmons, she's also an option. Look at her website, um, Operation Restoration 2020. Um, check her out. She was on the show. Great interview. Great young lady. And she's from South Carolina. Check her out. If you want to vote for her, hey, go for it. I don't I don't knock anybody for their voting choices. Um, and I also want to, I want to say that, and I also want to say, no matter who you vote for, please get registered. Please get registered. Please take your time. Exercise your right as an American citizen to vote. All right. Moving on to our next topic. SCVotes.org. SCVotes.org. Yes. Do that. Go there. Uh, I want to talk about a topic that, that's kind of sensitive, a sensitive topic amongst black men quite often. And it's interracial dating. Interracial dating. All right. Now, I, I, I know at least one person on here has extensive history in interracial dating. I can't speak. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so I'm going to go to who I consider to be the interracial dating expert of the, of the, of the panel. Uh, Digga Jones, please get us started, bro. What are your thoughts on interracial dating? I'd rather go last. <laughs> <laughs> Jacob, you haven't got to say much yet, bro. Go ahead. I, interracial dating. I, I'd rather go last. <laughs> I've um I've honestly never dated outside of my race, man. Uh, despite the popular belief, I guess because I'm in fashion, they expect me to date like this model type chick. Um, but or young lady, should I say? Uh, but um, I've never dated outside of my race. I I was born in Walter Berlin. I came around a family. Um, you know, one side of my family they would say if they you they can't use your comb, don't bring them home. Don't bring her you know home. <laughs> And that's just that's just how I was raised, you know. Uh, you know, no reflection, and that's outside of my family. That's no uh, regard to my mom that may be watching or my, you know, whatever. But you know that that's just what was said, you know. So I've I've never had an interest. I've never knocked it per se. Um, but for me, as for me in my house, I'm black, black brown. You know, I don't. Um, 
I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't knock anybody for doing it. I mean, you yeah. can't knock who you love. And I hear people say all the time, you know, I was watching an interview um, on The Breakfast Club, and this guy was like, uh, you can't, um, I forgot what he said, but he said, you can't fight in the streets and then sleep different at home. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So I know a lot of people got different views on it, but I don't really have a view on it, man. You date who you date. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> you love yeah. who you love, man. Word. Uh, Joseph. Yes, 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 yes. Uh, I mean, in reference to, uh, I mean, all I can think about from this topic is uh, just a true story is uh, this uh, this this white young lady, uh, she actually, you know, me and her was, you know, was, was looking like we was going to be doing something. And uh, when we came together to actually kiss, uh, it really, really, when I touched her, and this is, please, if there's white people or Caucasian women that know me that catch this video, please know I'm no racist, never been a racist. But when I when I touched her, it's like it just turned me off. I didn't want anything to do with anyone, you know, from that direction. And then it just put me back in the direction of of a sister, you know. So that's just my desire. That's just what in my makeup, you know, wants, you know. So is so I don't have a, an issue with it. I just know my my spirit, you know, kind of had an issue with it. So, so, and, but, it, but other things in reference to, um, you know, uh, other people, all I'm saying is, first of all, and nowadays you have to have uh, a real solid love to come out there and say, okay, well, you are going to uh, engage in a, in a really, I mean, in a, in a, you know, just, uh, just a different race, you know, because you know, you're going to get scrutinized, you know, you're going to be talked about, so I'm just saying, I, I'm with my brother right here that said, just whoever you love, man, just it is what it is. But you got to really be strong nowadays to stand up against all the oppositions that's mm. trying to tell you who you should love. So if I love a, a white woman, if I just touch that white woman and then it turned me on for white women, then I and I didn't care who said something to me about mm. this white woman that I'm in love with and mm. I'm rocking with, you know. But my preference is, you know, your little sister, you know. Sorry, sorry. No all disrespect. Right, all right, all right. <laughs> and of course, I... remember, inter interracial also includes. Let's talk about Hispanic women, Asian women, Native American women, Indian women. So, yep. so we we gonna we we gonna we 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 gonna make sure we we talking more than just white okay. women because we don't want the white our white diaspora to feel as though we singling them out because all <laughs> lives matter. Jason, Jason, coming to you, bro. Go ahead. Bro, can I be no, next no. to last? Oh, uh, next to last? Oh, you are. Yeah, are you the? Last. Are you the 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 resident? The the backup expert? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> I, I got That's the close. I got you. No, no, no. I'm gonna let I'm gonna let Brother Jones have a close. I'm just gonna come in next to last. All right, Greg Cook, man. Well, man, I I think all women are beautiful. So I I like them all. I like them short. I like them tall. I like them white. I like them, you know, I think white women are beautiful, Hispanic, Asian, Native American, you know, big women, skinny women, BBWs. I, I think they're all beautiful. I, however, have a preference that lives with me, who's uh, caramel. So that's my preference, the one that lives with me. That's my that preference now, but I, I like think that. they're all beautiful. I mean, I've been all over, man. I, 
I know, right? So I think she's watching. Um, but I've been to uh, I, I've been, <laughs> listen, man. I've I've been I've been to several different places, man. I've been to Puerto Rico. I've seen Puerto Rican women, and they're all beautiful. You know, I've been I've I grew up in Charleston around African American women, man, and I and I think black women are gorgeous. I think they're amazing. Um, I I think you know um our women are, are definitely strong women. I think all women are strong. I think. Got women are strong. They they definitely uh, have the ability to deal with us, and I think it's because they understand us. You know, they they understand us. They're able to deal with us. Um, you know, but I think all women are beautiful, man. Um, yeah. And I I think like like uh, Jacob said, love who you love, love who you yeah. love. Yeah. I wish I had I wish I had a, a button on here that said he's safe. <laughs> <laughs> That was a good <laughs> hey, I, w- I was a little worried for my bro. I was a little worried. <laughs> I wish I had a button. I promise you I'll have that next time. Jason, go ahead, bro. All right, bro. So, backstory on me. Um, You can go back to my great-grandfather. My family were slaves. Um, My great-grandfather was actually the illegitimate child of a slave or a slave owner. Um, So, he basically looked white. Because I'm sure that's not the first time they were dipping into the family before we got right. to that point. Yeah. Um, he caramel skin, but straight black hair, almost like Indian, with ice blue eyes. Um, his father actually left him everything that he had when his father passed away, aside from his other daughters. So his father only had daughters with his with his regular wife, his white wife, but that was his only son. And his father left him everything when he passed away. Um, freedom for his mother, set my great-great-grandfather free, you know, and gave him land. And I mean, a, an abundance of land. Our family still lives out there. John Jones Road, Bahama, North Carolina. You check it out. That's where my family comes from. My dad, he's browner than me. You know, he, he grew up as a black man. My mother's Filipino. He met my mom. Um, she came here with her mom and her her mom's husband at the time, who was a Navy guy, um, brought her here. So my mom was raised in an entirely black family as a young Filipino woman. She came to the States at the age of 12. Mm. You know, so she basically, my mom still talks with an accent that would make you think she's straight out the hood. Um, but she's Filipino. And her and my dad met, and they've been together all their life. Um, my first serious relationship, I got a set of triplets for my first wife, black woman. You know, I, I stay close to what I like. I like what I like. And like the brother said, you like what you like. You, you don't switch up or, you know, it doesn't matter what it is. And like the other brother said, I like them all. You know, my second, my second um, child's mother was a black woman when I was in the Marine Corps. Currently, and for the last 12 years, I've been with a white woman. And... My wife holds me down no matter what. Yeah. And my wife will go out there and fight the same fight I'm fighting right now if I would let her. Yeah. I just, I protect my family so I keep her back. So to answer your question, as far as preference, there's not a preference for me. But I will say that there is a difference in the relationships. And before, before the sisters on the page start going crazy, I'm not talking about a difference as far as, as, far as how the relationship is ran. I'm talking about a different bond because my wife and I have fought the same fights of racism on both sides. You know, if I go back in the day, I used to have an Afro that was like, you know, out here somewhere. 
And I used to have to go to the shop, get my hair braided. And if my wife came in there with me, she had to fight the looks. She had to fight the stairs. And I had to stand beside her. No, she's with me. You know what I mean? This is my girl. This is my wife. I don't care what you think. This is us. And yeah. we're doing good. Yeah. Likewise, we go to one of her family functions. And, you know, one of her, her family members or something feels a certain type of, type of way. She's the one to check them. You know, that's my man. Don't worry about that. We're good. He treats me good. We're good. Financially, we're straight. We're building the future. And it's like that every step of the way, even down to the police. You yeah. know, I've been putting handcuffs and she's been left walking free and she was the driver and I was the passenger. Mm. But she definitely didn't leave me out there by myself. And she wow. fought for me and advocated for me every step of the way. You know what I mean? So when I say the relationship's different, I don't mean, sisters, that it's an easier relationship because me and my wife fight. You know, we fight like, actually, we may fight more than I've ever fought with a female before in my life. But that's because she's strong will, strong minded. Yeah, she got strong hands. You no. Know? Nah, she ain't got strong hands, bro. <laughs> <laughs> boy, boy. <laughs> you gonna, gonna throw me back to that domestic violence conversation. Um, <laughs> um, no, but but you know, we fight, we we argue, we we go through everyday life stuff, but our bond's different just because we fight it on both sides. You yeah. know, if we yeah. walk in a restaurant, I'm just quick to check somebody for being you know, nasty to her because she's with me as she is to somebody being nasty to me because I'm with her. Yeah. And that's yeah. the game. That's the game changer side of all of it. Not to mention, bro. I, unless anybody here came over, you know, family started here within the last 20 years or so. Everybody in here is mixed. You know what I mean? Somehow, some way. Yeah. Somehow, some way. Absolutely. That's not going to stop changing. Absolutely. You know? Absolutely. So thank you for sharing. Thank yeah. you for sharing. Digger. So I wanted to go last because I wanted to make sure my answer was precise and well thought about. So I will agree with everybody else is saying the heart wants what the heart wants. But I'm going to give you an example. One of the biggest songs in 2018 came out May 5th, and it was a song called This Is America by Childish Gambino. Very, very, very pro-black. It made you feel good to be, you know, a person of color. It made you feel empowered to be a person of color. But when Donald Glover goes home, who does he go home to? Think about it. Michael B. Jordan started in one of the biggest films for African-Americans in 2018. Black Panther, correct? Yep. When he was dating during Black Panther, who did he go home to? White woman. A white woman. Just because you date outside your race does not mean you're not um, pro-black or anti-black. Because the heart wants what the heart wants. Do I date white women? Of course. Anybody who's known me for the last 20 years. Rajan, you've known me for about nine years, right? Yep. Have you seen me date anybody inside my race? Nope. My sister, is she married to anybody inside her race? No. I just realized that. My brother has two biracial children, correct? Yes. You look at my parents. My mom is Dominican and black, you know, Dominican black and white. My dad looks like a burnt match. I'm sorry. But we were raised that anybody you bring home, it doesn't matter if they're purple. Just as long as you love them, they love you, they treat you good, you treat them good. Everything's a fair playing game. 
And that's the way I was raised. I grew up in a primarily white neighborhood. I grew up in the suburbs. I'm not afraid to admit that. Think I'm a birds. suburb child. So when I did try to go to some of the black females and try to talk to them and so on and so on, they said, oh, you're one of those sangaree boys. Nah, I'm good. You know what I mean? So it wasn't the fact that I didn't try or didn't want to. I was just rejected by my own kind. Mm. So, and I'm not saying, you know, like I said, it's not pro-black, anti-white, pro-white, anti-black. It's just, that's what I was attracted to because I'm not saying that's all I could have gotten, but that's all that showed me love at that time. And that's that. Yeah. Okay. Well, thank y'all for sharing that. That took a really long time, fellas. We literally have two minutes left in this segment. <laughs> we have two minutes left in this segment, and we y'all we only got around once on this topic. I really wanted to get into, and I want to let's let's try to quick hit this because we got like a minute, a minute and a half. Um, I want to quick hit, quick hit this topic because my my problem is never I've never dated a white girl or anybody outside my race. I'll put that out there. Um, my problem is never that somebody yeah. dates outside their race. My issue is always when someone feels the need to bash black women because they decide to date outside of the race. That's the problem that I have. Has anybody experienced that in 30 seconds or less? I have a person. Bro, that's you like the hardest bashing thing in the black world. Women? Correct. Yeah, like the dudes, like dudes bashing, is like, black, dudes like oh, here's my white queen because none of you sisters, none of you black women can respect and appreciate a black man like me. I had to step outside and da 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 da. Go ahead, Jason. I see you came first. Oh, no, I'm just saying that's like one of the hardest things in the world to have that conversation about. And again, as I put it in here, it's not about that for me, but I've been around, you know, brothers with white girlfriends, you know. It's almost like an unspoken club sometimes. If you go out with your white girl, somebody going to run up talk to you, try to become your friend because, mm-hmm. you know, they catch a hardship at home or whatever. And I think my man know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But on some real stuff, I've run into those brothers that are like, you know, that's why I don't mess with black girls because they got this attitude. They got this. They got that. Mm-hmm. They got this. They got that. Bro, I mean, again, my grandma's black. Like, she didn't have an attitude. She was a strong woman because that's who she had to be. My grandfather wasn't there all the time. He didn't do the things he was supposed to do. She had to be strong. That is naturally installed in our women. And that is not a problem to deal with. That's a that's a a, a strength to nurture and appreciate. So yeah. you see it a lot. I hear it a lot. You know that it's all it always goes back to an attitude issue. And I can nullify that for everybody out there. It's not an attitude. It's an insuperiority issue or a, a feeling of inferiorness to the black male sometimes not at fault to the female but at fault of their own yeah yeah thanks for sharing that jacob i saw i heard you say something what you got no nothing to say but i i also i agree with that man i hate that i used to have i used to roll with this dude man he was an athlete and i see this amongst like a lot of football players a lot of athletes no shade but they go towards the other side they date outside of their race because they say it's too much attitudes they don't understand me gone all the time this that and third and i'm like yo love who you love but don't bash the other because every black woman doesn't have an attitude problem yeah you know it may be something you giving off you know what i mean yeah and i think and i think in all those relationships you you have to reflect on yourself you know what i'm saying and maybe your rejection has to do with uh, something something you're giving off or something you're yeah. you're uh, giving towards that energy you know you're carrying or whatever. Absolutely, Greg. 
I don't know, bro. Uh, Jacob, all the black women I know got a lot. Oh, stop that, bro. Uh oh, uh oh, you can be sleeping outside. But what I will, the thoughts. And the thoughts and right, listen, I know, right in the car, but listen. But what I will say is that, is that, that <laughs> but, but what I will say is that same attitude that they have, that strong personality, it translates when they're defending you as well. You cannot talk about a black sister's vein, she's gonna go in on you. I mean, in that same attitude that they give you is the same attitude that they use to defend you as well. And, and I think for me, the only reason why I've, I stuck with a black woman all my life is it's just for the whole simple fact of like just kind of having that same cultural uh uh, uh background us having something in common i think a lot of individuals say stuff like you know uh opposites attract that may be true but people who have common uh uh things in common have better relationships i think it's called the propping quickity effect where when you have things in common is is least like to argue about something we both like if we both like comedies, what's the use about arguing about watching a comedy if we both like it? We're not going to argue about that. If we yeah. both like collard greens, macaroni, and fried chicken, we're not going to argue about having macaroni, collard greens, and fried chicken. But if we are different, then there are a lot of things we're going to kind of argue about because we don't agree on it. So for yeah. me, the sisters have just like the whole cultural uh, 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 commonality is why I've kind of stuck with uh, a, a black woman, and definitely my preference again, who lives with me, has a lot in common with me, and that's why you yeah. know I'm, I'm with her. My own, and preference. she has so many other redeeming qualities as well, other than being a black if woman. So, it. shout out, shout out to shout out to Mrs. Perry for sure, for sure. Uh, Joseph, you, you last comment, bring us home. Oh man, I mean, in, in reference to uh, just focusing on the black women, is uh. I just think there's something very, 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 very special about it. But all women, number one, because women are the first God that we know. So, you know, we all come from a woman. So whether it's white, black, young, old, Mexican, Chinese, woman is the most valuable creature to me, you know, that God has created. You know, uh, when it comes to a black woman, uh, it's just, it's just, they are different. And, 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 and uh, what I've learned is a lot of, uh, like my man was saying, a lot of athletes, they would go with a white woman, um, just like uh, Malcolm X and a lot of black folks back in the day went to a white woman because they said, you know, you can't have a white woman or the white woman is above your pay grade. Mm, yeah. So yeah. they wanted to just beat out all of it to, to grab them. I got a white woman. That's my trophy, regardless yeah, Jack, Jack of what went on with it or whatever. But my spirit and just with no disrespect to uh, other race as black woman is just 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 you know my 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 taste you know but uh yeah. i just think you guys are a special panel and uh i love your show my brother thank and you I'll man keep praise god praise god thank y'all so much man fellas before y'all get out of here i want you to take about 30 seconds each um plug anything that you need to plug uh, i'll start with jason all right um standards one's got a march coming up next Friday, uh, marching on sled. We're going to Columbia. Um, team strong. We're looking good. Everything's put together. We will march on sled. We're trying to get them off the streets of Charleston. We're trying to make sure they follow up on the case of um, Elijah right here in Charleston or Mount Pleasant, Charleston side. Um, the young brother that drowned out in the bay or out yeah. the river. Yeah. Um, we're trying to make sure they stay on top of that case because things still aren't sitting right with him, his family. His mom still tore up about it. And we're trying to get true answers. So that's where we're at right now. Uh, United Front still moving strong. And we're still fighting for justice for um, 
P Rock and Ion of Sass. Word, word. Thank you for sharing that, bro. We we definitely encourage you in everything that you're doing. Digger Jones. www.father2father.org. That's our website. Um, other than that, listen to Dig In Two Guns podcast, Dig In Two Guns News and Views. You're, you're, you're. You can find that where? Oh, anywhere where podcasts are listened to. All right, all right. Greg Perry. Greg Perry. Um, Low Country Young Democrats, we have tomorrow at 6 p.m. We're interviewing. Uh, can you hear me? Yeah, you good. Can you hear me? Yes. Oh, so um, Low Country Young Democrats, we're interviewing um, uh, Senator Margie Bright Matthews tomorrow, um, Senate candidate Debbie um, Bryant, and Senate candidate uh, Richard Rissick uh, tomorrow at 6 p.m. on the Low Country Young Democrats page. Me and Jessica Bright, we're going to interview those individuals. And next Saturday, the 22nd at 9 a.m., uh, my uh, nonprofit. Um, Low Country Hope Project, we're going to be cleaning up uh, in the 10 mile community in North Charleston off Rivers Avenue from 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. You guys want to join us there? Definitely follow that page, Low Country Hope Project, and definitely tune in tomorrow at 6 p.m. to uh, see us interview those Senate uh, candidates and uh, senator. Absolutely. Love that. Love that. All right, Brother Joseph Bailey. Yeah, well, not all this, I mean, I, I'm, I'm just saying, I love black men coming together especially this season so i'm more of a fan you know than even worrying about myself but anyway uh um the number one thing is uh right here in new york city right now uh there's a family uh that hit home uh to where we all know about all the health disparities and all these things that's going on well uh family um have been they had a child and the child have been stripped away from the mother and the father um, uh, for over two months. And I've gotten involved and I've realized so many, so many corrupt things in this system. And, and, and that's the number one focus that we're focused on right now is making sure that they stop uh, separating these parents from the children. And it's a system, it's a corrupt system. It, it is so corrupt and it's so disrespectful, regardless, like, like the facts are this, they know these are the facts. They know we can show people these are the facts that you have done to this family. However, it does not matter. We're still going to bum rush you and we're going to go after the other children as well. So that's what's going on. And the second one is there's a TV, radio, um, um, talk show where uh, we believe it's going to be a world changing platform that's going to lead this country to a better day. And it's I have a dream toglobal.com I have a dream like Martin Luther King toglobal.com I love you guys anything I can do if I was in Charleston or any one of those areas what I just heard about I would be there because I, I I used to be you guys I'm 44 years old you know and I and left the, the you know I'm the low country for a while but you know I I love where I come from and I would be honored to support you guys and everything you guys doing and thank right. you Word. Thank you so much for that, bro. Love you too, brother. Thank you for That's that, thing. bro. All right, Thank Jacob. You. Taylor uh, by Taylor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not going to even do that one. But Voices of Fashion, man, it was going to be huge this year. We had, I mean, we casted over 80 models this year. And it was a direct answer to the rejection we got from 
CFW. If anybody know what CFW is, um, we got exactly. We got tired of the uh, the non the exclusivity um, that they were projecting, and just created something of my own, man, or something of our own for um, for us and for everybody else. But unfortunately, this year we have to cancel um, due to COVID nineteen. But we are having a launch party um, coming up. So guys, just follow Voices of Fashion nineteen. Um, it's Voices of Fashion, Charleston.com, and on Instagram, it's Voices of Fashion 19. Word. So follow Word. that and I look out it. for it. Yeah. I love it. Thank you, guys. Gentlemen, register y'all, to register to vote. Register to vote. Yes. Um, yes. Yes. Thank you, gentlemen. Y'all did an amazing job. Um, I'm going to clear y'all out and bring in the next panel. Thank y'all so much. Um, as we're clearing them out Word. and getting to our final Thank panel you, of the evening, um, if this was Twitter, or Instagram, they call this Demon Hour because it always goes <laughs> left in this final segment. Um, it always goes left in this segment because Sean is usually a part of this segment. And once again, Sean is a part of this segment. So here we go. <laughs> Sean. I, I'm the left. I'm, I, I'm the reason it goes left. <laughs> I'm already laughing. I'm already laughing. I didn't Listen, even do nothing. Sean's I just showed up. I showed up. Sean's in the segment. Sean just popped up on the camera. My bro, listen. Listen. It's, this is what they call demon time on uh in, in, in uh, on social media. The third third segment is always the one that goes off the rails. I don't plan it. I promise you I don't. It just so happens that Sean always ends up in the final segment. Sean's a, a, a four time. We've had four episodes. Sean been, been on all four. <laughs> and all four times. Uh, yeah, it's I'm going off around the fourth segment. I, I, I do, think you might have you, an issue with a black man or something. I don't know. <laughs> we just talked about, no, we just talked about our love for black people. We just did. That's that's so, that's no. That's that's that, that was a good segment, too, man. I, I it was. Yeah, I enjoyed that one. I enjoyed that one. So we got we got we got uh some 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 new members tonight. We got some new, some old members. So I want you guys to go ahead and introduce yourself to the audience. Sean, you got you you have uh you, you're you're returning, so go ahead and introduce yourself. And I I, I guess y'all can just call me trouble, I guess. Huh? <laughs> um uh I'm Sean Middleton, um Charleston, North Charleston native. Um known Rajan since I was about eight years old, known his brother yeah, Carlo even longer. Um, former political activist, ran for office, um, anything with activism, I probably touched it. I, I consider myself formally retired and shout out to my alpha brother right there, man. I forgot about you, but, uh, in, in to the, to the new people, man, look forward to talking with you and debating you. Just for the record, I am not his alpha brother. Byron's my alpha brother. We saw the hand signal. We saw the hand signal. Go ahead, next alpha brother. All right, so my name is Byron, uh, better known as Juan, Juan Ray. Uh, many of you viewing may know me as that. Um, Rez has definitely been a, a great brother, a great friend. Um, taught me a lot about mentoring and um, honestly just being the best version of you that you can be. Um, I was in Charleston. Uh, by way of College of Charleston. That's where I met my twin down there, Sterling, Savo, twin. What's up, boy? Um, just in education. Um, went in the call me mister. That wasn't really 
what I was set out to do. So I graduated with communication. Uh, we're now in Columbia. Uh, my wife and my two sons are right now working with Gear Up uh, with Spring Valley High School, which is my former high school. And we are following um, the class of 2020 as they progress into their, um, their new journey, whether it's college, workforce, or military. Uh, so I'm just excited to kind of be on this new journey. Excited to be with you, brothers. Sean, man, shout out to you. A file day. What's up, Charvis? I see you, bro. Brother Wood, <laughs> what's going on, man? I'm just happy. Already, to already, already. Charvis, you bike. Go ahead, introduce. Uh, Charvis Wood, um, local guy, uh, born in uh, upstate New York, raised down here in Charleston, North Charleston, on the making. What are you making? Uh, also a uh, mentor as well, right? Yep. Plug that in that DGC. And yeah, that's me. Happy to serve. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. All right. And Sterling, he's a savage. All right, Sterling Savage. Um, uh, pretty much same as uh same as Juan. I came to Charleston by way of College of Charleston. That's where I met Rajon yeah. and Juan. Um the program. Um, pretty much like Rajon's has always been an inspiration to me, you know what I'm saying? Ever since college. I don't, I never really told him as much, but and definitely now, like seeing everything he's been doing and, and Juan too. Juan was younger than me, but always been, you know what I'm saying? Somebody I've been motivated by. And, um, you know, I've been a teacher, um, just been working with the youth in Charleston for many years. And right now, I'm currently a behavior interventionist at Main Street School. So, Word, just here. So, hey, well, listen, thank you. hey, listen, before we get started, sorry, Ray, me and Sterling were forced to be reckoned with. Between twenty, what was it, two thousand seven to two thousand twelve? We were forced to be working with each other. <laughs> what do, What do you mean by you were forced to be reckoned with, fellas? That was a long time ago. That was a long time ago. Yeah, long time. Right, 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 right. What, what do you mean? What do you mean? Since we <laughs> we brought this to a nationally syndicated audience, let's go ahead and dive in there. What were the force? What were the forces doing? The twin you know, forces. You know, but the the twin forces though the twin forces was a lot of influence. It was a lot of influence. But when I think about it, when I think about it, I really think we influence people to really be creative and be themselves. Ooh. Even though we were we were in a space where a lot of it was like just partying and, and, and getting really down. Yeah. But we encourage people to be themselves, to be creative, and to just be free. Y'all motivated. We encourage people, be yourself, no matter what. Be, be yourself. Do your thing. Do your huh. thing. Be your thing. Mm-hmm. We're not so, judge you for whatever. You know what? And speak, you know what? That gives me my first topic. Let's go. So speaking of it. our topics for this one, we're going to go to people who are being themselves. So Cardi B and Megan the Stallion got Let's together. Go. <laughs> Let's go. Let's Cardi go. B and Meg the Stallion got together. And made a song, and the song was called "Lap," and it it, it it broke the internet. It broke the internet. Um, women being themselves. What was your first thought hearing that song? Um, I want to start with Charvis. Wow. Uh, <laughs> um, my my first thought was just that. Wow. Um, because. Uh, I, I, when I when I look at things, I try to look at it from a very objective standpoint um, because of mentoring. So I try to be able, I, I try to be in a position where I can meet children where they are, um, male or female, 
So um, it's it's one of those things, man, where, you know, I'm seeing women celebrate that because that's what's always been like in hip hop. Yeah. But, but then the flip side is when you get that kind of attention and that behavior from the guy, then, you know, he's looked and he's looked at a certain way from addressing you with the way and the energy that you brought. So it's just one of those things. Mm. Wow, that was a safe answer. All right. Uh, <laughs> Byron, go ahead. Let's see what you got. I'm saving it for um, Sean. So, Sean. Sean. I, uh, so I saw I saw the hype, and I, I usually don't bite on the initial post and the initial conversation. Yeah. But I started seeing a lot of posts about it. People were like, oh, how are we being so hypocritical and how we so I was like, all right, well, let me go check the video out. Now, the video was it was creative to say the least. Creative. <laughs> you guys are on your safe bag today. We took our safe pills this morning. All no, right, no, no. I'm right. gonna get on my bag. I'm gonna get on my bag a little later. Right. I, I, I want to introduce it to the safe route, but I'm gonna get on my bag a little later. But uh-huh. um, the fact that there's a wife discussing mm. sexual activities with her husband. That's the first thing I'm like, Cardi B is married. You who you think she's talking about? Who you think she's talking about? Now make the stallion. First of all, we're not how are we surprised by the content? Because for me, it's whatever the artist is bringing to the table. How are we even surprised? She's never been one to talk about political activism or or, or uplifting young, which she's never, and that, I'm not saying that's bad, but her bag is her bag. Yeah, her bag the is her bag. The third thing is, tip drill. Slob on my knob. I ain't got no panties on on the dance floor. All of these songs, BET Uncut. We yeah. even remember how BET Uncut came on, what they was doing in the box party. Yeah. Like, it's cool when we say it. It's cool when we say it. It's mm. all good. We say the exact same thing mm. that they were saying, but as soon as a woman says it, a black woman at that, oh man, he's so cold. How are they even talking like that? Mm. They, they talking about penises and all types of... Last, what I'm going to say is, listen, I'm a married man. If you don't like no whopping your bedroom, brother, <laughs> listen, you, okay. you have to now for yourself, you got okay. to for yourself, brother. But right. I, it, and it's not necessarily women empowerment or anything. It's just they created what they thought was safe for them. Word. Okay. All right. We get. We get. We get. We warming up. We warming up. I see what you. I see what you tried to take it. Yes, Women's right. empowerment. Yes, the fellas been talking about it. Okay. I, I. I hear you, Sterling, Cook. All right, man. So first of all, I was sitting there. I think I was in a meeting or something, and somebody texted me. I was in a group chat with some people, and this girl was like, oh, wow, that's my new anthem. I was like, what you anthem. talking about, bro? Yeah, I was like, so I went, and I, looked, and I listened to the song. First of all, I see Cardi B and Made the Stallion. Oh, I already know what this is about to be. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I listened to it, I'm like, oh, okay, well, okay. These two together, this is what I expected, you know? And then I saw the video, like my twin said, and I was like, this is a masterpiece. Wow, you really put a lot of thought into this video. Like, wow, you know, like, wow. And 
I didn't have any problem with it. You know what I mean? Because this is what they rap about. Meg Thee Stallion has a whole song about um, man's private part with a shape, in a certain shape. Do you get what I'm saying? It's called Captain. And she talks about that. So yeah. I don't understand where the outrage is coming from with this song. Like, have you not heard any of Cardi B's other songs? Have you not heard of any of Megan Thee Stallion's other songs and then put them together on this track? They made a fire track for the summer. You know what I'm saying? I mean, if people want to use it as empowerment, that's your own thing. But I think they just made a song, man, the video. And it's like, I mean, I, I mean, if I want to listen to trap music and say that's my anthem and get me motivated every day, then that's what I can do. That doesn't mean I'm trapping. You know, but yeah, I also yeah. talked to my, one of my other close friends and I showed him this video. He was like, I don't see what the big deal is. I don't see why yeah. any guys are like, oh, my God, women shouldn't be. They're pretty much saying this is what I like. And it's pretty much a play by play of this is what I like. This is what I want you to do to me. Mm-hmm. So this is how I like being treated. So mm-hmm. if you have a problem with that, if you have a problem with your woman telling you how you like how she likes to be treated and how she likes to be you know, made to feel feel good. Yeah. Then that's yeah. a large issue. You know what I mean? So yeah. I, I I hear you. I hear you. I, I'm, I'm yeah. laughing at the comments. Yeah. I'm looking at the comments and laughing. If we we can discuss this song and all that, but if you have a problem with them or this song specifically, but not with hip hop in general and what it promotes in general, the negative yeah. connotation and things that come in general, that's a different conversation. Yeah. Now, if you're like, hey, the direction of hip hop is going in and all these. You know, that's a different discussion than just yeah. no nah, these women or women. No, nah, yeah, that's a different conversation. So I don't have a problem with it. Word. Okay. All right, Sean. Um, I'm not gonna lie to you, man. You might be surprised by this, Rajon, but I have to roll with um uh the pro Cardi B and um made the stallion crowd on this one because I wrote down a list um from the 90s. Uh-huh. Okay, we got Lil Kim, and this is what we grew up on. Yep. We got Lil Kim, we got Trina, SWV. Now, with SWV, I didn't know that that song Downtown, what, what that was about Damn. until I was grown. Okay, Damn. there you go. I didn't know what that but 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 when I was about 23, stop, I was just doing it again. I was like, hey, hey that's pause. nasty. Pause, pause real quick because that was not a single. How yeah. do we all know that song? Hey, you know why that was not a single on the radio? That song is how you keep your girl. <laughs> That's how you keep your girl. That's on right. downtown. All right, so Walk let's continue it. the list. Keep so going, SWV, going. we got Adina Howard, okay? Just her album cover. That's yeah. like 95. Yeah. You got Kia, my neck, my back, my, and my, cr- come on now. All right, Sean, you cooking. Uh, you got Nelly's hip drill. I had tip drill recorded on VHS four times in a row for this research project that I was doing. It wasn't for me, it was for other people. But it was for, I, you know, I, I preferred to be in the room alone when I watched tip drill four times in a row. Okay? And let's not forget. <laughs> Where was y'all? Where this man go? Yo, time, man. He, Sean. He ate, he he ate jazz, man. I had that a research project. We got Erica Badu's music video where there's a white substance pouring all over her body. Nobody said nothing. We got Beyonce. Nuts. We got Beyonce, but 
what was it representing? It don't matter. We know what it was representing. <laughs> but you got you got Beyonce talking about drinking watermelon. When she said, I'm drinking watermelon, I was like, who drinks watermelon? And then somebody told me, who drink, how do you drink a watermelon? But somebody, Seed, we got honey. TLC, Seed. 91, 92. We got salt and pepper, 88, 89, 90. The thing about people oh, man. is we choose right and wrong based on who's doing it. People sure, already man. have a perception of Meg the Stallion. Oh, and they already have a, 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 a perception of um, Cardi B, right? But all of these artists have been doing the same thing. I'm going to say it's 30 years. Guestimated. We grew up off of this type of stuff. And you just starting to have a problem with it last week? Mm. Like, you know, I'm 37 years old. And in the past 12 years, I've had at least five girlfriends. I've cheated on them all except for two. My and God. they all did everything. <laughs> oh my God. They were talking about in that video. <laughs> they all did all that stuff. And y'all, I'm talking about I wasn't cheating. I wasn't watching porn. I wasn't doing there was no I need. Love Sean so much. Because they did all the pornographic stuff in real life. I, I didn't need the virtual world anymore. You, so, need the virtual world. you know, just my whole thing is get off your high horse. Get off your high horse. You've been listening to this stuff for 30 years. We just live in a society where people want to be sensitive about everything. And I mean, I still got the Nelly Tip Drill VHS. I don't, I can't, I don't have anything to play it anymore, but you keep it collectible. When WAP is in my arm, um, YouTube favorites. I listen to it every day. Every day. So, so, so let me thank, thank you, Sean, for that, that spirited. Re, re, uh, journey through uh, hip-hop history. Riveting. <laughs> Riveting. I want to say of four episodes of you being on this, that was your <laughs> finest hour, my friend. You, sir, you, sir, are in the Homeboy Hall of Fame for that segment right there. You, yeah, did, you made it. Can I say, please, please put me on with Sean <laughs> on the name. <laughs> <laughs> I told you, Sean, Sean, I'm telling you, Sean, has the, the, that's my guy, man. So my sister came in. My sister, my sister Sheree is here. She don't got no click tonight. We, 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 we click free. Click All right. Free. We, we, we good. We, we got earphones got tonight. <laughs> we got headphones tonight. We're good. We about to have a great segment. Please introduce yourself to the audience, sis. I am Sheree. Of course, his sister. I don't have to give you any of this political background and stuff because that's not what this segment is about. <laughs> the segment so, is not that one. So I am just simply going to be the female perspective on the panel um, on this evening. And it's already been uh, quite the segment thus far. Oh, man. Thank you, Sean. That was when, awesome. when Sean said he had the, the, the video four times recorded on VHS for a research project <laughs> that he was working on, I died. I, 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 y'all are looking at my ghost right now. Can this, only my ghost is hosting. Researching. This, this, you got a research project. But, sis, what was your thoughts when you heard the song? Um, all right. So, let me tell you that I'm approaching this particular segment with such a great deal of ambiguity. Mm. So, should I get my safe button together? Do I have my safe button over here? No, no, <laughs> no. I my... I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be good. I promise to be good. Okay, um, all right, all right. When I right. first, and I'm going to tell you re the reason why. Because when I first heard it, I heard it in the car while my oldest daughter was driving. Oh, wow. 
So anytime that I can't speak for anybody else, but as a parent, there's just certain things that we engage in and indulge in that we just simply don't want our damn kids to know is happening. However, my daughters are now 18 and 19 years old, so they are in a different world now. They're they're no longer in the space where I have to hide them from everything they see, hear um, and do. But it is uncomfortable at the same time because I'm just I, the song comes on and I'm like, oh shit, can she see me sitting over here? Because on <laughs> one, on one, and I'm like the track is hot. Okay, it's hot, and I'm like, yo, this is. Let me go ahead and text my dude, let him know, you know, I got the night off. But on the okay. other end, my kids in the car, and I'm like, oh shit. Okay. Okay. <laughs> All right. Is she hearing this? I don't want her to know. Yeah. You know what I mean? So yeah, that that's what. <laughs> Oh. I, hey, Wayne. Go ahead, you know, Travis. I see you. Go ahead, Travis. I, hold on. I, I, I have a question. Now, when we ask about the song, are we from what vantage point are we asking? Because me personally, I thought the song itself was trash. I understand. The, yeah. Vi- visually, I understood what was trying to be conveyed, but so from what vantage point are we? You know, are we, you know, measuring that on or? So when I, so I guess I'll talk about it because, because one, I think women in here, women and men hear the song differently. That's the first thing that that I, I definitely, um, I, I think that women and men hear the song differently. If you're a hip hop fan, like this ain't, this ain't your boom bat. This ain't, this ain't the one for you. This ain't the one where you're like, yo, let's, 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 uh, you know, Let's think about you know the greats of of, of the history of rap. Like MC Light's right. not hopping on this track, and you know I, like I I didn't expect. But again, I didn't expect that. We what don't I want will MC say Light is jumping on the track at this point. No, so we don't old. want MC yeah. Light. Even though MC Light's kind of fine still, she's still kind of fine. Yeah, still. I just but, don't <laughs> but uh, always. but but uh, but lyrically, Cardi. I thought lyrically, Cardi B wasn't what I've heard her be lyrically. Lyrically, sure. Cardi B's a much better rapper than she showed in that song and that's that's sort of what came out to me but i think that i also looked at it from the standpoint of she knew meg was gonna come in and rap fast so she was like okay well i'm gonna just rap slow and be as nasty as i can possibly be and and she achieved both goals she she rapped slow and like it was a manual so the dangly so thing. That's the reason why it was a manual. <laughs> you understand? And so there are two different it's readers. You got fast readers and and there's slow readers. Uh huh. Some that are you know a little slow at comprehension. I so I think that Cardi B came in and was like, so for all you slow learners, let me break this down for you. This is what we need for you guys to do in the bedroom and then and then you know may came in later on like all right so for all you speed readers let me just go ahead yeah and, yeah, and let, me do yeah let me let so me let me you know what time it is right let, let me let you know what time it is yeah i heard joe budden say uh joe budden say may, um meg the stallion raps like she never missed a d appointment <laughs> Look, man, hey, hey, all I'm gonna say is I got, all, 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 all i'm gonna say is i got a lot of homegirls and they they come in my inbox all the time and this Ooh. might surprise you but a lot of women a lot of women come and ask me things, mm-hmm. advice about how men think about stuff. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And they're Hang like, on. Sean, why does this girl have this horrible reputation, but she got a wedding ring and I don't got a wedding ring? You need to listen to <coughs> WAP. <laughs> she don't cook, she don't clean. 
Because hey. I, I'm, I'm telling you, man, I, I told my homegirl, I said, you know, it's certain things. Most men, and, and, and I'll even go to my own father. My father had mistresses, and I knew my father's mistresses. Don't bring daddy. And I never told, now. I never we told. We fathers on the show, sis. I, but but I never told my mom, my stepmom, but I always knew what my dad had going on. And yeah. he would explain to me, each one of his mistresses had a different skill set. My God! Some, some some might have something like in the, the Avengers. Some 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 might Rev, have don't on that or whatever. But <laughs> it, it's just don't be winning because they do stuff that you know the Mother Teresa type chicks ain't gonna do. That, mm. That's just hey, what it is, man. Hey, Byron, that's me. Real quick, yeah, Byron, go ahead. Real quick. Yeah. So all right. all right, so we're we're spending time talking about the lyrical. Uh, validity of the song. All right, you think it's trash? You think it's hot? That's, that's not what the the main conversation was about. All right, everybody has their their favorite songs or their not favorite songs. I think the main thing about this song, and I think Sister Sheree hit hit on it too, is a lot of people are talking about. Oh well, what if the young kids are listening to this? And that's the part I wanted to hit on when people are talking about. Oh well, young girl empowerment, a young woman empowerment. First of all, if I recall correctly, you as a parent have the power to restrict your child from seeing or hearing certain content. Now, whether or not they see that when they go to school or go with their friends, you have no control over that. But you do have control of the boundaries you set for your children. I have a seven-year-old and a four-year-old, and they're both boys, and they have no idea what's going on because I don't allow them to see what's going on. And the the piece I wanted to hit on was we're criticizing Cardi B and Meg for doing what we feel is uncomfortable. But as artists, they they are well within their rights to do whatever they want to do. You as a parent have to do what you need to do to make sure that whatever boundaries you set up are respected. And if you want them to know about it, they know about it. If you don't want them to know about it, you don't know about it. But we can't yeah. keep blaming artists for putting out content and saying, oh, you're ruining these children. Yeah. Yeah. And I, think, I, I know, think that Byron. Goes- hey, Byron, back, back in 96, 97, you went on Playboy channel trying to look through the scramble to see what the- but that's what <laughs> I mean. Yeah, but no, hey, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. All, the, all, the, soft, all the, the soft stuff that came on, like Showtime and Cinematic, <laughs> later, man. You had to work. Listen. You had to work. You had to work to get to it. But I, but I, wanted, <laughs> yeah. I, wanted, to, I wanted to make a point real quick. You had to work. I wanted to make a point real quick. I see Savage had a point. So, like, I, I wanted to say this though. My issue with the song is that it goes back to one of my long held, one of my long held viewpoints. And don't cancel me. But to me, women in sex are like dudes with like NBA 2K and Madden football. All of them think that they're really good at it. Wow. Don't tell me. And I'm most of them. And here. most I'm of them. So happy you brought that up. And most of them are not what they are advertising. I'm glad you said it, Red. I'm just saying. But which one of y'all want to talk about that? No, but but, but I'm, I'm saying I'm here, I'm here to talk about it. I'm, no, I'm sis, here sis, I see you. Oh. I see you, sis. I ain't touching so that like, one, Ray. It's, you it's your the own. fact. It's the fact that, like, but it's seriously, like, like seriously, like you, you will never hear a young lady say that. Yeah, you know, I'm I'm alright, I'm decent. Like all of them, like, oh, I got fire. Like damage. Yeah. 
stop playing. I got that fire. Let me anyway. tell you why that is. Go ahead. Let me tell you why that is. Let go, Stanford. But also, though, but. Hold on. Okay, go ahead. Go ahead. I won't cut okay. you off. Sis, and then Sterling, and then and then and we'll. Oh, the man. conversation yeah. of sex for women, and majority of the households has always been taboo. We'll talk to our boys about it, because that's what they're supposed to do. But mm -hmm. we are not to talk about it. So we have no training manual. We have no. There's absolutely nothing for us to be able to refer back to, to 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 get us ready, get us prepared for these encounters. So when the, the only experience we have is through the experience that we are currently having. True. And not that many people will come out and say, okay, you aren't doing that right. Let me show you how. True. Mm. True, so, sis. So you better unless speak. we have, you know what I'm saying, a partner willing to kind of train us through the experience as opposed of, of using us for their own personal experience, how would we know? And then we have, you know what I'm saying, these other form of women, of course, that's just like, I do everything. And, and they, 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 you just, know, and then they come out, you know, with, with the Cardi B uh, they, record. They think they all mad. The majority of the women in the household is like, all mad. You know, I'm, I'm kind of, I'm kind of happy she said it, you know, at the same time. <laughs> you know, I, I want to know how to do certain things. We got Kama Sutra books, but what the hell could you possibly learn from reading a book? No, I, I think I think you're absolutely right, sis. Like they're like Sex the good is a girl. Hands on thing, you know. You like, got to know. But like the the whole good girl. So so we're actually we're actually getting on a, a really good topic right now. So I, so when you think about the idea of like the the idea of the good girl, right? So we talk about like you know um like the good girl, you know the the one that quote unquote you want to marry. You don't want her to have X amount of experience because you know that means that she belongs she to the streets, exactly. right? That th this, these are the terms that we use. She belongs exactly. to the streets. She ain't she ain't for us. She for them. So like, but but that's the one you have fun with. Well, those what, are using what, the what, ones. What, what about dudes? What about dudes who've been out here and they body count is stupid? Cook. You know what I'm saying? Like, but it's 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 viewed two different ways. If a woman has Oh, she done been with this many dudes. It's oh, nah, I can't have her as a wife. But every dude who done knocked down fifty and a hundred girls is like, yeah, I still be a good husband because I can lay the wood. You know, like you know what I'm saying. Right. So, uh, there's two things. Like, so Rayshon, you said that every, you said a lot of women think that they're good at it, and they're not. Yes, I'm talking about, the, I'm talking about this song. No, we know, we know the situation with dudes. Like, dudes. But, yeah. but how many dudes you know be like, yeah, bro, I don't really. I don't, I don't be, I don't be doing that. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm all right. I don't. But women, but women tell them. No, see, the difference is, I know what you're saying. The difference is the accountability piece. Because if a dude's whack, oh, he he knows. He may he may not he tell you that he knows. He ain't gonna say that. He no, 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 no. But he may know he's whack, but he's not gonna tell his homeboys. No. Man, bro, I ain't no way But that's you not how it's measured for men. I handle, I handle that. But that's not how it's measured for men. What's measured for men is the uh, the quantity is what's measured for men. For women, what's measured is quality. How mm -hmm. good can she slob a knob? How good, you know, how long can she stay on her knees? How y'all y'all measure all quality and product. But for y'all, y'all sit around and be like, yeah, I had all them. I done been with 20, 30, 40, 50 different years. You know how many Rather I was I good at it or not. In college? Right. You know how many, like, that's what's measured. <laughs> if I said I was with 50 niggas in college, y'all would think I was garbage right off the bat. I don't give a damn how many Cardi B lyrics I can recite. You still going to look at me as very low quality as a woman. So we have to approach this thing completely uh, different from one well, end and, to the other. And, and another thing, too, hey, that I realized that a lot of... 
a lot of times men have conversations with men about sex and women have conversations with women about sex, but rarely do men and women talk about it. You get what I'm saying? Like, because if, if that was the case, then people wouldn't be offended by it. Some people wouldn't be offended by this because that's what women are saying in this thing, man. Like, this is what I like. Exactly. I have, I have talked to women who have been like, yeah, these dudes don't know what they're doing. They think they're doing something and they ain't doing nothing. A lot. Not even but I ain't talking about one or two. Is like, that why you're supposed oh, to communicate, yeah, like, though? But, but that's, huh? but if that, that's why you're supposed to communicate. But so, because... So, yeah, no, Sean, you're right. You're I mean, yeah, you're supposed to. You're supposed to because, communicate, but man, but before before I ever sleep with a woman, before I ever sleep with a woman, I always have this next conversation because one thing that I learned is that not every woman likes the same stuff. I've met a woman that didn't like um you to go down on her, which what? I was completely cool with that. Oh, yeah, cool. like, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, oh, okay, cool, cool. But you know, most women like you to go down on them. But I know one girl that likes you to lick around her entire, you know, lip area. <laughs> I know one. I know another. She just likes you to suck on her clitoris. You, I didn't do this stuff. But I know somebody who did it. I know somebody who did it. But 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 I'm just saying, you, you, you got to have these conversations before the sex happens. So like. You gotta know how to work that anatomy. You get what I'm saying? Like, no, it's different. But, no, not, not working the anatomy because everybody's anatomy ain't the same. You gotta have the conversation up with this woman about what she likes and what the last man failed at. They'll, they'll, they'll be. When I deal with a woman, Michael, come back. I don't in. always, I don't always start out. Yeah, with please tell Michael trying, to come back. In. To Michael, come back. Come back. Come back. Most, 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 come most of that deal with, they like my home girl. A woman's gonna be more honest when she's just your home girl. Yeah, she's gonna be more honest. So have that conversation before y'all even start talking about the sexual stuff because you already know when a woman's interested in you. That might be your home girl, but you already know she want more. So start having a conversation now because it's, it's going to happen inevitably. So do you like your clitoris sucked or not? Just ask the question. But knowing that somebody likes it don't mean that you're gonna do it right when it's time. We don't use well, sex. When, when, I, when I do it, when I do it wrong, is what I'm when saying. I do it wrong, let me know. Hey, you did this wrong. I'm not afraid. I'm not afraid to be critiqued when I fuck. Nobody's gonna be comfortable in the. But I ain't gonna say nobody because I so, know on, some on. people that are. Wait, hold, hold, hold. Hey, can I jump in? Can I jump in real quick? Go ahead, go ahead, B. Go ahead, B. Hold on, before you do that, Byron. Before you do that, Byron. I didn't do none of this stuff. It was my boy. It was my boy. He did that. It was my boy. Hey, he had to that disclaimer out there. Hey, listen. Hold on, hold on. Whoa. That was his boy? That was, that was his friend? My, my, my homeboy told me that. <laughs> okay, that was his homeboy. That's your boy friend, not him. <laughs> hey, but listen. It's not as difficult as we're making it out to be to have oh a God, conversation about friends. It's really not. Like, it's really not. And that's, but that's the thing, though. If you keep dipping in different men or different women and you don't ever take that time out then yeah to you it's going to seem difficult but if you find that person that you genuinely care about and want to spend time with outside of sex yes. it's not going to be that difficult to yes. have a conversation yes see we're stuck in this mindset to where i'm attracted to somebody physically so i'm a boom bang boom do my thing and i'm gonna go and i'm gonna get out of here and we do that so many times where we we start thinking Oh well, if I don't if they like it this way or that way, that ain't really my responsibility because I'm in it to win it and then I'm gone. But 
you I have I can have a conversation with my wife about things that she wants that she's thinking about. Yeah. And it's so. like it's it's cool. You know what I'm saying? But that's the thing though. Cardi when Cardi B made this song, people think Cardi B talking about a bunch of different dudes. Cardi B talking about her husband. She's talking about her husband. So she's talking yeah. about everything that she's doing with her husband. So why well, is she, it such she was a big saying that in the last album too, though? She didn't have a husband, so I don't well, I mean, well we, know, we know what he, he did. Awesome. And one and go. He bike. <laughs> so he did that because she wasn't doing it's, that it's stuff. Yeah, it's a difference when you just having sex no, with no, yourself, no. as opposed to when you when when you having sex. Come on, and you act like it's you know what I'm saying. This is a it's an act, bro. Like it, this is it's a it's a spiritual thing, man. You oh, Mike, is Mike in here? Mike and Mike. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm coming to bump her off, or I'm just actually want you know I want both. No, so, so yeah, so pause, let's pause, pause, pause real quick. Where's Sharia? Where'd she go? She's still in here. Oh, she, she's in black. I'm here. Quick. I'm trying to charge right. my phone and do this. Hey, at listen, the same time. so listen, this conversation. So, this segment started. I can't remember what time this segment was supposed to be over, <laughs> but I'm, I'm gonna go ahead and make an executive order and I'm gonna extend this segment because we, because this wasn't even a topic, but I'm so glad that we got here. So we we gonna roll. Uh, we gonna we gonna roll with this one. All right. So one, Cardi. So so for the topic now, for, for to the point that Sean made earlier about the fact that you know all the women that he didn't cheat on were doing all these things that Cardi was doing. It's a known fact that Cardi was cheated on. Very known fact. Um, despite the fact that she was doing these things for her pre pre him being her husband. So I'm pretty sure she didn't decide to start doing these things um, once they got married. So so I, I think to send that as the message as to because I do these things is why I got married, despite the fact that I don't cook, I don't clean, but this right. is how I got oh, the I drink. Got I think that's right. a bad message to send. Hey, whoa. Hey, hey, bro. You said she said she don't cook, she don't clean. Them chicks that's who did that shit, they cooked and clean too. But right. you gotta, that's my point. You got you gotta you got you gotta also keep in mind her husband is an international superstar as well. True. So it is common probably for him to find women that do those type of things. For me or anybody on this panel. It is not as common to find women that do those types of things. Like I tell my homegirl all the time. Well, when they ask me, I tell them 80% of women don't know how to suck a dick. But I tell them all the time. Um, just got real. 80% don't know how to suck. Only 20% of the women that I have ever Whoa. had a sexual encounter with knew how to suck a dick. The demon hour? Demon hour, man. It's not me. It's not me. It's this. It's him. It's him. It's not me. He makes me say things that I don't want to say. Last time, Sean pulled out all the guns in his house. Listen, I, I got I got a question. Real I quick. didn't do anything. It was go ahead, Charvis. Go ahead, Charvis. He did it. So so I, I, I got a question, fellas. And uh and oh she's still with us. I'm Not still ready? here. No, she's still here. Okay. She's, she did, she did. So so I have I have a question. Does body counts even matter? Like, do you have those conversations these days? Mm. Does that matter? For for if I can't go to Walmart, if I can't go to Walmart with you, 
Let's if cook. I can't go into Walmart with you without <laughs> somebody right. knowing you, yeah, that body count matter. That's horrible. That's horrible. If I invite you to come to my barber shop while I'm getting my hair cut and you refuse to come to my barber shop, that, that, that's an indicator. You yeah, know, you, you got to ask them things, man. Nobody wants somebody you that everybody's done had. That's just what it is. I'm sorry. Y'all call double standards all you want, but I don't want somebody that my homeboys off Liberty Hill can tell me about. I don't want to, I don't, I don't want you if somebody who I know for 20 years Whatever. can tell me about that tramp stamp on the small of your spine. I don't but want that's you. gonna be the one that's gonna do all of the stuff that you want done. Uh, I didn't say I was gonna marry that motherfucker. Ooh, <laughs> I said I like that shit. Oh, now I gotta mute you. Hold on, let me mute you real quick, Sean. Give me one second. I got you. Sharia, what was you? I'd be so comfortable taking down all of the chicks that can do it, and when it comes time to be married, now you want the good girl. Yeah, but no, and I think I think that's a good point. That you don't do none of the things that your previous conquests have done, like. Yeah, yeah, because then, but but sis, I think, but sis, I think, and I want to get to Michael because I know he came in, and I, I'm so glad yeah. that he came back in because yeah. Mike was lighting it up. Mike was lighting it up <laughs> yeah. in the comment section. Mike, Mike has been lighting it up in the comment section. Um, but I, I think, but I, I want to go to a point that Sterling and and Byron were both making about the fact that you have to, if if this is an actual relationship, and and my understanding about you know is is that you know when we're talking about the whole quote unquote woman's empowerment thing and people not knowing how to properly please their mate. Um, if that is somebody that you plan on investing in long-term, one of those investments is that conversation that, Hey babe, I like this. Hey babe, I like that. Hey babe, I don't like this. I also want to say that it is important that you know your partner's body. Like some, some, some women don't like rough, rough sex. Some women really, really do. You got to find out who the person is that you're you're dating. But the the simple premise. Um, my my grandma used to have this um this thing in her in her uh in her in her kitchen, and it said, "Good kissing don't last. Good cooking do." So that's that's my answer to that. I I don't know if I don't cook, I don't clean. This is, let me show you how I got this ring, kind of thing. That doesn't last a long time because. That stuff fades over time. After some point, like you've seen all the tricks she got. You've seen all of them. Every single one. You've seen them 10 times. You've seen them 20 times. You've seen them 100 times. You've seen them thousands of times. At some point, there's got to be something else that I'm invested in this relationship beyond WAP. Thank you, old. Michael. Hey, so for me, you, you can be the good girl. But you have got to be open to the idea of being a bad girl. You know what I'm talking about? Like, like you, you can, you can be the cooking and the cleaning. But if I say, man, we need to have sex outside on the way back from Walmart, you need to be like, yeah, let's do that. You know what I'm saying? Even if you ain't never done it, like I, I promise you, like if 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 you don't have bad girl tendencies for me, you only go get so far. You, you may you may get to you may get if, we, if, if I, I can play this like two K you may get to the second quarter, but if you ain't got bad girl tendencies, you're not gonna reach the four for me. That's only gonna so go. You like so lady far. lady in the street freaking the sheet. I like lady in the streets freaking the sheets and the sheets in the backyard and, and the sheets we we could be driving down twenty six like, like for me so, I'm I'm, I'm thirty five. I'm gonna get that out there now, right? So and then I was I was. I was in the military, right? So I was overseas. 
So for me to to settle down with the woman, you got to be able to do more than just stimulate my mind. You know what I'm saying? You, or you got to be able to do more than as far as just cooking and cleaning. I'm a man. I can cook. I can clean. I can take care of the house. You know what I'm saying? Like, what can you do uh, outside of that? What, what are you willing to learn outside of that? And if you're not willing to take that step, then we only going to go so far. Well, like Rajon was saying, man, eventually the sex gets old. Because I remember one time I was reading my girlfriend diary while she was at work. And I hadn't touched her. Don't judge me. Don't judge me. But anyway... I was reading her diary while she was at work, and she said she was um complaining in the diary. I hadn't touched her in a month. Now, for maybe about two years straight, we had sex every day. It eventually got old. But I hadn't touched her in a month, but she cooked every day. So I really didn't need the sex anymore because I was used to it, but I wasn't used to the food. You know what I'm saying? So, I mean, at the end of the day, no matter how good the sex is. Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> So first, can I ask uh, can I ask a quick question? What led up to you going through the diary? Like, were you bored that day, or was it? Yeah, I, I didn't have shit to do, and I knew where it was. She didn't know I knew where it was, but I, you know, what I'm saying I'm like, well, let me see what she be because she used to write in it every day. You know, she used to go up in her little space and write in it. So she, one day, I was like, man, I ain't got shit to do. I wonder what she puts in there. You know, so I read it. And she she really didn't say nothing bad. She just talked about stuff from her childhood and stuff. And uh, she just put in there that John hasn't touched me in a month. And so I'm sitting there like, damn, yeah, it's been a month. So, you know, I made sure I did something that day. But, I mean, it goes back to Rajon's point because eventually, no matter how good your woman is in bed, you get used to it. You can get used to it. Especially if you was doing it every day like we was. But... I ain't, I never got used to that food. She made the bomb ass macaroni and cheese. You ain't never really got used good. to food. <laughs> you know, I, you got to eat every day, but you don't got to have sex every day. I can't. I can't. Well, I can't. I, I can't. I cannot see. I can't see sex getting old. I just can't see it. It happening. doesn't. It, it, uh, it does. It's impossible. If it's, no, it's, I mean, I don't think sex the same way. If it's boring, does get old. Seven sex the same, it, but that's the thing. But that's that's why you have the conversations. That's why you have conversations. Well, you already right. know that you want to do it on the side of twenty six, coming home from wherever you coming home from. Hey. Got you. Right? Yeah. Hey, hey, Mike want to get it on the back of the Target parking lot. Like, like, like what? It's just like, like yo, it's you see that trash Walmart can? Turn him on. Mike got that bang, bros. Like, you see that trash can over there? Make it happen. What? I want to recreate the scene from uh, Jason's lyric. <laughs> Better together. <laughs> Better together. <laughs> hey, so listen, so that listen, that I think I think we just uncovered a lot there. That was that was a really good thing. Y'all y'all are hysterical. Uh, once again, demon demon time came through. So I, I wanted to transition to a topic that I'm just not going to. Um, I'm I'm not gonna do that because we just we'll save it for another time. So what I what I want to do is I want to give you guys an opportunity to uh <laughs> I just want to uh to give you guys an opportunity to plug anything you have coming up, anything that we can support. If you're not talking, mute yourself because somebody's clicking. I don't know who it is, but uh but I'm gonna go. I'm gonna give you guys an opportunity. Yeah, thing, and then I'm gonna close the show. So thank y'all. This has been dope, man. This has been a really dope segment. Uh, Sean, I'm start with you, bro. 
I just muted myself. Um, uh, read your girlfriend's diary. That's all. <laughs> you gotta know what's in her mind sometimes. No, I'm, I'm just playing, man. Um, honestly, man. Um, I've done that once and it stop, broke my heart. Stop, stop, <laughs> stop being so sensitive about everything. Stop being so sensitive about everything because really, man, there are things that are just real life and really, you know. We live in a society today where everybody just gets sensitive and butthurt about every damn thing. But while we're sitting here talking about Cardi B and Megan Thee Stallion, pornography is a billion-dollar industry. Everybody talks about Pornhub and X-Videos and Spank Bang and all of these things that I never go to but that I hear of, right? And But it's also... <laughs> Is is the way you say things, bro? But I'm just saying, I'm just saying, but 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 seriously though, seriously though, the pornographic industry is so powerful. It is, yeah. And we say we hate human trafficking, but because we go to those websites, human trafficking happens. And I read something the other day that really disturbed me, man. It said it was an activist group in out of Houston, Texas. And they said, uh, what's the youngest victim of a sex crime that you have ever saved? And it said, the youngest victim we ever saved had had sex with over 20 men that day. And her entire internal structure had to um, be surgically repaired. She was two years old. Hmm. Now, you remember those guns that I pulled out on your last segment? I I remember them. If I ever heard of a man having sex with a two-year-old child, Rajon... I would pull out one of those firearms and kill him on camera, and I would gladly do life in prison. Absolutely. Gladly. Absolutely. So, going back to the original topic, I'm sorry, man. Give me a second. That that um that that brought back a. It's just fucked up that grown ass men would do. We got to stop being so sensitive, because reality is reality. Stop being so self-righteous. You like your dick suck. You like your click suck. So if somebody put in a song, shut up about it. That's all. And stop touching kids. Stop touching kids. Yeah. Where's my applause? That that part. That part. Yeah. Uh, That part. I I don't know how to transition out of that. So I'm going to just say Byron. Um... Can I first say, Rez, can you put put me on whatever segment Sean is on? Got you. I need to be on every episode with him. <laughs> Bring Stay Mike left. better on. Let's. We gotta just recreate this whole thing. Um, but check out my. So I don't have anything personally, but I want y'all to check out um two of my brothers, Shane and uh, my brother John. They have a podcast called Southern Comfort. It's available on Apple Music our Apple podcast, um, they talk about uh, pop culture, music, um, current events. So make sure you go check out Southern Comfort. Um, it's it's on all platforms. So just, you know, peep them. They got some good stuff going on. Yeah. Word. Thank you, bro. Thank you. And where can they, where can they support your um, um, gear up? Where can they find out more about oh. gear up? How can they support it? Yeah, so Gear Up, it's Midlands Gear Up. Midlands Gear Up is on Facebook. Midlands Gear Up is on Twitter. And Midlands Gear Up is on Instagram. Um, this is the first time that Gear Up from high school is transitioning with students from graduation, uh, from high school graduation 
to post-secondary education, workforce, or military. So make sure you follow social media. Um, we have a lot of resources we want to get to these kids. And it's very critical that we have all the support we can get because these kids are going through. I didn't go through 17 years old. When I graduated from high school, I went straight to college. These kids have been working their behinds off to get to school. And now, uh, like Clemson University is completely virtual. And a lot of these kids are heartbroken because they can't experience school the way they wanted to. So make sure you follow Midlands Gear Up on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. We're going to be putting out uh, different posts on how people can support, how you can come in and help mentor. We're, we're starting a mentoring program. Uh, so just be on the lookout. But Midlands Gear Up here in Columbia, South Carolina, make sure you tap in. Yeah, appreciate that. Travis. Hey, hey, Travis Wood. Um... If you're looking to potentially uh, help our our youth, you can check us out at Distinguished sure. Gentlemen's Club. Uh, also, if you're looking for uh, a mobile food vendor or whatnot, you can check me out online, Boss Dogs. That's B-O-S-S-D-O-G-Z. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Check us out. Us a shot. He's a savage. <laughs> no, I don't have personally right now um to put out to, to support but i appreciate you rajon for having me on the show and you know what I'm saying? it was really good talking to all y'all here and y'all perspective and just want to say you know what i mean to everybody out here like just learn yourself first you know what i mean learn learn who you are as a person you know what i mean and and, and then that that'll that'll teach you you know what i'm saying which way you need to go and and how you can formulate your opinions and you know what i mean actually spread knowledge as opposed to just you know spewing rhetoric so yeah 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 thank you sis Can you hear me? Because I had to unmute myself. Yep, we hear you now. Yep. Yes. Okay, cool. So prior to me telling you what anything that I have going on, I want to end the ladies portion of the segment by saying, please read the manual of WAP. Um, and, you know, listen, continue to have conversations with you guys and maybe some of your girlfriends or whatever so that you can provide for us the male manual of BAD, uh, which stands for badass um Dick, I wasn't sure if I could, uh, could, I, but I could say that, but I need to, I need you to understand that as adults, these manuals are necessary so that we can know what it is that a woman actually likes, what it is that your man actually likes. And for any kid that could possibly be on this segment, we, we apologize, really apologize for having an adult so talk, sorry. but if you're listening, um, you're only supposed to do these things when you get married. Okay. And, um, anyway, <laughs> thank you, sis. Thank you for that disclaimer, reserve, sis. I appreciate it. Reserve that. all that for when you get married. <laughs> But um, if uh, me personally, I am, I'm in the process of completing my 501c3 process um, for my nonprofit profit organization, the Phoenix Project, which um, helps, helps people transition from uh, all kinds of situations. People, you know, what I'm saying trying to snap back from losing everything in a fire, things of that nature. So, you know, that's what we got going. All right. Oof. That's what she got. Mike. Mike. Yeah. I got quick, some quick things. Of course, um, as I said in the last segment, I just got the LLC uh, and the EIN for my brand. That's uh, better said than sorry. I'm going to be coming out with my hats, my shirts, and I'm um, working with a couple of fractures for my sneaker. Uh, moving on to a bigger topic, of course, uh, as Rajan already knows, I am the chairman for the criminal justice, justice reform for the city of Charleston. Um, that got named. We'll be meeting uh, the end of the month in regards to the different plans that we're going to be working with. 
With that being said, um, bigger and more serious message here <clears throat> is that we have to, as a as a culture and as a, as a as human beings, to be quite honest, we have to stop taking one tragedy and, and denouncing other tragedies. So, of course, we all know about the uh, the five year old. I'm gonna say Cannon that was murdered by uh, was it Desmond Sesmans or uh, Darius Sesmans. Um, that is a tragedy, right? And and but that is not to take away from what blacks and browns are experiencing in regards to the injustice. Um, so as being the murderer of that five-year-old, he's in jail. Meanwhile, Breonna Taylor's killers are still out free. So justice for Breonna Taylor. Um, so let's not, of course, forget about the, the big the big picture here um, and not, not let little things, and not to say that that murder is a little thing, but not let little things from people that don't care about the movement or what we're trying to formulate uh, distract us from the overall picture of where we need to be. That's it. Yo, bodied it. Well said, bro. Bodied well said. it. Um, I, 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 we, we touched on so many topics tonight, man. Um, there was so much that we, we, uh, we talked about tonight. Um, we talked about everything from, uh, we talked about, you know, music. We talked about politics. We talked about, uh, rate dating. We've talked about, you know, sex. And we've talked about so many things that, again, I, I want to go back to the purpose of this show is to create a platform to talk about things that pertain to black men that are not often spoken about by black men. Um, we, we, I think we've done that tonight. We've, we've shown a vast um, array of backgrounds. Uh, we've, we've had politicians on the show. We've had fashion designers on the show. We have community leaders on the show. We have like teachers, educators. We've had so many different people. And I, what I want people to understand, if they don't walk away from this with any other idea, it's that we black people are so much more than people will give us credit for being. We as black people have so much more to contribute to thought and so much more to contribute to conversations than we are quote unquote allowed to. When that is the case that we know, we must create the spaces that we want to see. And sometimes that means we sit and we talk about ratchet. Yeah, that's a part of being black in America. That's a part of it. We, we can't abandon that because it's something uncomfortable or something that we don't think is a great part of it. It's a part of it. We have to talk about crime in our neighborhoods. We have to talk about that. We have to talk about sexual gratification within our relationships. We have to talk about that if we're going to talk about maintaining the black family. We got to talk about these things. We have to talk about our feelings on interracial dating. We have to talk about that. We have to talk about what's going on with presidential and local elections. We have to talk about what's going on with Black Lives Matter. We have to talk about what's going on in the porn industry and with sexual sex, sex trafficking. I think that was a great point that Sean made about the fact that though pornography is probably, if I think that like the percentage is like pornography is half the internet. Por pornography can't be half the internet and we say we're against sex, sex trafficking. It's, it's really a hard conversation to have and it's really shape the way that I view the porn industry in a much different way when I started thinking about it from that standpoint. So I wanted to say all that to say that we, my brothers, my sisters, I love y'all. I, I love what y'all bring to the table. I love the, the, the 
different difference of opinion that we bring. But most of all, I love the fact that we come to this platform and we have meaningful discussions in respectful ways and we disagree without being disagreeable. We're not yelling and screaming at each other. We're not calling each other all kind of names. And even if a kid may have watched this and heard, you know, bad words, they didn't hear us using bad words to tear each other down. That's just the words that we use to describe the things that we were talking about. And that's okay because that's a part of communication. Um, I want to thank everybody who watched today. Um, Y'all didn't have to. There's a million things I say all the time. There's a million things you can be watching on the internet. Um, every time I turn on my computer, there's 87 people, 87,000 people going live. And y'all took the time out to watch this. And that means something to me. So please don't think that I take it lightly or that I just take your, your participation in this for, for granted. This means something to me. This means something to me. These brothers, these sisters mean something to me. So I want to thank y'all for being here. I love y'all. I respect y'all. Y'all know if y'all need me, you got me. It's nothing. If you're watching, if you need me, you got me. It's nothing. Local Celebrity Spotlight every Wednesday night from 7 to 8 p.m. Um, next week, I am interviewing. Give me one second. La, 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 la. I'm going to stop lying. Sorry. I'm going to yell at you. Next week, I have Carolyn Blake. Carolyn Blake is coming on to talk about her organization, Impacted But Not Imprisoned. Um, it's a domestic violence um, prevention group that's coming on to talk about it. Another black woman in the community doing great things. We got to provide these platforms, y'all. If you um, are doing something in the community that you would like to have a light shined on, please reach out to me um, on my website. Um, that's www.realtalkwithrejan.com so we can get you scheduled. If you want me to come out and speak at or host your event in a non-COVID environment because we don't know when we're ever getting back to regular life <laughs> but if you do www.realtalkforrejan.com i have hosted a few um zoom things so i don't mind doing that at all um please rate this show if you liked it give me some like hearts or likes or whatever it is the people ask for on these videos give me those those would be appreciated um if you liked it give me some comments what was your top comment? What, what was the thing that we talked about? I saw a comment that, you know, uh, that, that Marifa wanted to hear more from the sister. I agree. We got to make sure that we're providing that platform. My next toxic are now maybe all women. I don't know. I, th I think that's something I've been thinking about because of the fact that I want to make sure that we're, we're giving the ladies a platform as well to be able to speak and have their voices heard on these topics. Um, da -da -da -da. Yeah, rate the show. Give me a five-star review on the podcast. This show and all can be found on um, anywhere you can find podcasts. So Apple, Google, Spotify, and I'm working to get on Pandora. So anywhere you can find Spotify, um, find podcasts, you can find mine. Check it out. Let me know what you think and share it with a friend. Let somebody know. There's some dope people doing dope things and Rajan is one of them. Um, with that being said, God is everything. God is everything. God is everything. And without him, we are nothing. So never forget where your help comes from. And if a man doesn't stand for something, he's bound to fall for anything. Now that is real talk. I will see y'all next time. Peace.